The train headed for Sunset City will be departing soon. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sunset City, a Sonic podcast for the classic and modern age. I'm your host, Trey. And over here to my, I guess, right is our... (laughs) Uh, is is uh, Channel Pup looking very, very realistic today? Hello, beautiful. He's literally always looked like that. What are you talking about? Okay, you got a point. You got a point. All right. And over here, we have uh, Cirrus. Introduce yourself. I literally hate every single ounce of technology I have ever come in contact with. <laughs> and over at the end over there, who has uh, died and revived three days later, is our, is our boy Wayne. I've been to the gates of hell, and they were nicer than this place. Perfect. All right. Uh, and we have two guests today. Uh, we have the creators of Sonic and Tales R. Emmy, introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Emmy Jones, and uh, yeah, I do music in Sonic and Tales R. Perfect. And Dorian as well. Hello, I'm uh, Dorian Nelson. I am the uh, producer and writer of Sonic and Tales R. Perfect. So uh, let's get this started. I'm going to actually look on the chat at YouTube because I don't have that pulled up right now. Wow. Thanks. Thanks, and, Trey. Every no, single... no, Look, we, you've been doing this show with us for months, and you still don't no, know how to I'm bring so up a live chat. Trey, crying out so loud. Technical difficulties. So many <laughs> Every week with this, Trey, I swear. Trey. So we do have a super chat, though. The first one from Jamal, which is always wonderful. B-Theory Forever with Trey X. Sally Acorn. Hey, Cron, oh. thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, Trey, you're getting some chipmunk action there, buddy. As oh, usual, boy. of course. I, yeah, always. As... I'm known for that now. I made a whole video about it. Face uh, it, mug, if it were. <laughs> God, that was a great gag that you made, Trey. Love it. Oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> okay, so I think we should address the guests in the room. Uh, so, Emmy, Dorian, what? Uh, how'd y'all create Sonic and Tails R? How'd that come to be? Uh, do you want to... Should I, or... Yeah, take it. Okay, all right. Well, um, <clears throat> okay, there was a period where... Um, where... Um, uh, Emmy was looking to do something new with her channel, um, just some some something that was uh, um, that could come out like as like a, uh, just video after video after video, like an ongoing something. So, um, so um, I suggested that uh, she try a radio drama since she really likes um, since everything that she does is audio, like with music and and things of that nature. Uh, done a couple of um, voice things with the with with the Arsonic uh, Ryan Drummond in the show. And um, and uh, I believe with the uh, sometimes even with those uh, those those charity streams that we used to do uh, way back in the day. So um, so basically after that, uh, she really liked the idea. So we started brainstorming on what the what would happen uh, in the show. Then I went off to do a treatment for it, and we kind of came back and 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 uh, just kind of ironed all that stuff out. Um, we sent it to 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 Ryan. He was really into it. Uh, and then after that, we. Uh, it was just kind of full speed ahead at that point, really. Uh, we started to um, to uh, let's see, get scripts written really quickly. We started casting everybody like like immediately and started just making stuff for it to come out. So like probably up until like the thing came out, we were just working on it nonstop for how many months was that? Because we started uh, getting that together in like what April before June. Yeah, it was it was way before June. Yeah, it was like March or April, I think, when we got started. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of prepping for that. So like a lot of it was just even on the spot. I think like like the, I think the uh, the pilot was made in GarageBand. It wasn't even engineered. <laughs> we're doing it now. Heard that. Very uh, by very the way, scuffed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
by the way, I did notice my mic was a little muffed, so I took it off of my charger that I had, and I think I should be a little bit more clear. Oh now. my gosh, I'm you not... sound so much better now. Okay, <laughs> cool. <said> enough. Hey, <laughs> welcome to Sunset City. Podcastless. <laughs> Anyways, um, but that's cool and everything that y'all. It, was the story kind of like written as y'all went along, or has this kind of been something that y'all have kind of had? for a little bit like the idea of it like oh uh, that's a great question we actually had the whole story figured out before episode one came out at all like for mm. us we think it's it's really important to have all of the details ironed out before you even get started with your show right. um mm-hmm. i respected a lot of shows that do that sort of thing um so yeah we we had the whole concept of you know the chaos emeralds breaking and what that means when it comes to bringing them back, bringing them back together. Um, every single detail, every episode, we had the synopsis down before we even released episode one. Yeah. Okay, sweet. Because so I know, def- like, a lot of people... Oh, you go first, sir. It's my I was going to say, so So definitely the opposite of things like Dragon Ball, where Akira Toriyama's just like, all right, I'm going to make it up as I go, and cool shit will happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As well yeah, as, like, like Kingdom yeah. Hearts and stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. At yeah, the time yeah. of kind of um, workshopping the idea, and it's like his early stages, was it always the intention to get, like, the legacy players of, like, uh, Sonic's voice acting history? Or was it maybe going to be one of those things where you'd consider, I don't know just uh, getting like youtube people and stuff initially that's hey. a really cool question oh sorry you oh, oh, it, oh, oh, oh sure i mean uh <laughs> i think it was um sorry about that. i think it was uh i think it was both because because like well you know like we're we're we're, uh, we're friends with uh with ryan so we were developing the the uh the show we had ryan in mind to be sonic and then um kind of as we were uh casting because emmy was in charge of casting so mm-hmm as things were kind of getting together and everything, it just kind of organically happened that way. And just with people, uh, we know, um, people she's met, like even over like the charity sharing and stuff we would do, like when we met, uh, Pete Capella, who's the voice of, uh, Silver in episode four, um, it just kind of naturally happened that way as we started going on. Yeah. It kind of just sort of kept expanding, not really with that intention, but I guess, once you look at all eight episodes, you would it would be easy for people to think that that was sort of like the entire intention. Yeah, because yeah, I remember like watching like the early episodes and thinking they got a great cast here. Like uh, between Ryan and Mike and you, Emmy, I was just like, this is this is a great cast. And then suddenly we started seeing Pete Capella. Uh, we started seeing uh, Jason Griffith returning a shadow, and it was just ballooning. I was like, all the- <laughs> wow. like there's so like- many people we love just here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just so it just so happened to be a thing where you know, well, I guess with like with Eggman, but we can start with that. So we had started off like another thing when it came to the conceptualization of Sonic and Tails R was that me and Ryan had always wanted to do a project as Sonic and Tails together. Um, so that's how it started, and then we realized, oh, well, we need an Eggman, and Ryan's like, oh, I'm gonna go ask Mike to do it, and I'm like what no it can't be right that, that can't be right and and brian came back like okay yeah he wants to do it um there's obviously a lot more stuff behind the scenes that we can't go into about mike because obviously he does voice eggman currently but yeah um every episode it was like okay well we want this character yeah let me text so and so and see if they want in <laughs> wow was so how one did of those you, things... um, it feels oh, like one of those like everything just falls into place randomly moments you're just like i'm just happy it happened so I was going to ask, Willie, like uh, you and Ryan then like friends prior to this experience then, because it sounds like you have like a little history. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. We've been friends for about six and a half years now. How? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I've, uh, me, myself, let's see, I've, I've met, I met Ryan uh, officially in, like, what year was that? I mean, was that 2019? Yeah, I think you met him in 2019 for Sonic Revolution. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I, um, cause the, the, cause like that was the first time meeting him in person. The first time I got to talk to him was uh, when we did a, a charity stream for Sonic, and I think that was twenty sixteen. I think it was twenty was uh, seventeen. It was seventeen. Okay. I, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. You, you know what? It was. It was seventeen. That's right. Yep. It was. So in order to get, like, Mike Pollock, who's obviously still a current part of the cast, did you have to get, like, clearance from, like, Sega, or...? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, okay. we did. It's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, I would Yeah, think. we don't want to go into yeah, yeah, too yeah. many details, but yeah, yeah, yeah we they, did they, have they... to get approval from and, Sega. And that's fine. You had already said that it was there were a lot of behind-the-scene details. We don't have to worry about all of that. The fact, yeah, yeah. The, the mere fact that it happened and that we're able to have... Sonic and Tails are not just with good voice actors, but also with a star-studded cast on top of everybody being great at their jobs is astounding as it is already. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate fantastic. that. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, uh, Emmy actually, yeah, like, actually, it was, um, uh, Emmy, Emmy suggested we have, like, like, an original original music for this, and so we got a really good friend of ours, uh, 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 Evelyn, to do the, um, the music for the for the show and her stuff is is really 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 great and amongst other people we have too like Trey even does uh, music for it as well. Um, yeah, it's just it's just an awesome awesome group of people to be making uh, to be making stuff with. It's been an honor from my perspective as well. It's been really fun. Uh, just I don't know. I feel dwarfed sometimes, but I'm glad that I'm able to bring something to the table, and I'm just excited for the future of it. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, man. Like, like that, that. Yeah, that that work you did on episode six alone. Like, just oh my god, remember when you would send me so? No, no, wait. Because I think you would send stuff to Emmy, then Emmy would send me like, just like, oh, Trace sent me this. I'm like, oh my god, it's great. It just... I appreciate it. That, uh... Are we talking about all around? Because like that is incredible. And... All around was pretty <laughs> yeah. much like I did guitar and drums for that. Um, and how that happened is that Dorian sent me kind of like a um. Uh, kind of like a scratch track of what the song could sound like. So I just played over that with what I got and I just sent that to him. And then he basically made the entire arrangement around, I guess you could call the samples that I sent him with my own stuff. So yeah, that was pretty much in terms of arrangement and everything was all Dorian, but I did do the drums and guitar for that. Yeah, and uh, and uh, uh, Evelyn did the did the did, did the bass and I think she mixed it too. Because I remember when I tried mixing it, it nice. sounded like, yeah, it's yeah. a damn good song though. It, it it sounds like something out of like the Sonic Adventure era. Like it sounds <laughs> like the well, rest of the show. It feels very very official. Like thanks. Yeah, because I even noticed like in the background, um, uh, you actually had like the the sound clip of the up and down and all around like from the, the Sonic. Yeah, it. Oh. I I was uh I was geeking out pretty hard with that. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I was able, yeah, I was able to find that and, and, and mix it in. So like I uh so like with that one, like the idea was that since Sonic and Shadow are gonna be running through a city and things like that, I was like, well, this really reminds me of um Sonic C D when you had metal and Sonic running around uh uh Sardis Speedway. So I thought that um that sort of adding a, a cool reference to that sort of also kind of showing the, the partnership between the, the, the two characters, just kinda having a bit of a fun time. Uh 
um, with them versus the gun soldiers uh, well, will be a cool bit. Well, I wanted to say, uh, like, I, I definitely appreciated just the characterization of, of Shadow, where he's a I, I, I don't, I don't want to get too deep down the rabbit hole there, but he's a little closer to, to just kind of how I remembered him. And mm. uh, oh, he just... was he was very 06. And I liked I liked the kind of 06, like, I am your commander. Shadow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was actually like the entire point. Um, yeah. that, that's a big part of Sonic and Tails are for us is uh, getting to bring the characterizations that we personally thought were the most fitting for the character back to life. And Shadow was a huge, you know, undertaking for us because we we love old shadow especially like 06 and like sc2 so we kept that in mind the entire time oh yep. i was incredibly attracted to shadow in that episode <laughs> <laughs> also don't worry everybody was i somehow managed to fix our so it's good it's gonna it's gonna have to be fixed again when dorian <laughs> leaves but i somehow managed to fix our reactive images so everybody oh, knows. it was it was oh, the reactive hey. images thing that was down it and it just, wasn't I'm, my fault yeah, brilliant it okay. just suddenly Guys, started working it's not my fault it's not my fault <laughs> no it's my fault last time i was here the entire thing went down we had to use ms paint we had to put you in a jar exactly well, last time you were here you mean last week yeah true oh yeah that's true that's true, true. yeah that is true can, can i also just say i don't know like how much of this is down to how good like how the dialogue is written or the direction or anything but i i think these uh returning actors are turning in some of the absolute best performances we've heard them do like the the performances yeah. like jason griffith ryan drummond and everyone they've aged like a fine wine that like it's so good to have them back oh yeah yeah, thanks. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Like Amy and I split up the, the direction for stuff. So, like, so let's see. Um, so I believe it's like uh, Amy and I directed Ryan for for uh, for episode one, but then she okay. So so basically, she 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 works with with Ryan in voice direction, and um, when we have guests, we we take them on together. I believe. Let's see, because we we were together with. Yeah, yeah, because we were together with with Pete. Uh, we were together with Jason. Jason. Um, let's see. I okay. So so for me, I I, I took uh, Kirsten, who just did our uh, did uh, to call um, the, in this episode that just passed today, and I also uh, handled Mike too uh, with mm. voice direction. Yeah, and so far it seems like I mean besides Emmy, that Kirsten uh, has been the only I guess like non official voice or non legacy voice. Uh, in the series so far, but she did phenomenal. She did actually, actually great. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, when we actually had talked about to call, I think we knew pretty early on that we wanted to bring in an original voice uh, for mm -hmm. two reasons. One, uh, mm -hmm. the legacy actors for to call are not really around, and you know, like they're not really like they don't have like an online presence or anything, so there wouldn't have been a way. It's to, not like uh, you can just grab them for it. Right. Yeah. Well, we wanted we wanted to again bring on people that we already had like a, you know, a friendship or acquaintanceship with. So we didn't really feel comfortable just reaching out to random strangers, um, and being like, "Hey, come on my show." <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah. That makes <laughs> and sense. On, and on top of that, we also thought, you know what? No, this is like the perfect opportunity to call. Doesn't show up on a whole lot of stuff. So this is our chance to, uh, you know, do what we think would be really fitting for like a modern to call. You, yeah, just kind of make make to call your own at that point. Because and mm -hmm. I'm I'm gonna be I don't want to spoil for anybody who hasn't seen the episode yet, 
I I really like what was done with Tikal in the episode because it was pretty much true to how Tikal worked in Sonic Adventure, very much a, as a guide. Again, I don't want to spoil anything, but utilizing Tikal as a guide again just makes sense for what you guys were doing. Thank you so Thank much. You. It's yeah. like as as somebody who who like uh, I, I latch onto Sonic Adventure one pretty hard, and one of my favorite uh, yes. characters or elements was always to call because she added this mysticism to to Sonic that uh, that I've always really adored and always wanted to see more of, and it felt very fitting. It felt uh, it, it felt incredibly natural and just kind of like how I'd imagine that character returning. Yeah, uh, do y'all want to read some of the super chats before we keep going? I don't know if we missed any. Sure. That I is a smart move because we have missed a couple. Our, uh, there's one that's at the very, very start, just after our pal Jamal. We've got um, that Jordo with five dollars says it's a good day to be late to the stream. It sure is because <laughs> sure we, were, we were late to our own stream. We were all late to the stream. Yeah. It is. It is. And it is great to be late to Sunset City. <laughs> we then have the chaotic mercenary, and this is very much aimed at our two lovely guests. Um, I think it's an absolute treat to the Sonic fandom that you've created such a masterpiece, and the fact you got such an all-star cast is a bonus. Thank you. Oh, thank you. That thank means you. so really much. appreciate that. And then, have we got anything else? Uh, we've got me putting Tom Topics in timeout. I've <laughs> heard that. <laughs> as as you that. do. Um, it's okay, he's a friend of mine. Um, we've got... Uh, that Jordan back at it again with another $5 saying Shadow should legit be a gun commanding officer in canon. It's just too perfect. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly with that because one of my... I'm, I'm just going to say this right now. I didn't, I didn't hate Shadow the Hedgehog as a game. Like, mm -hmm. it, do, do I want to play through it again right now? No, absolutely not. Not, <laughs> not the 11 times that game wants me to go through it to get the true ending. But <laughs> did I hate its story? No. And one of the things that I liked about it is that you get to see a lot of the shadow and gun conflict specifically in that game. So when you get to mm -hmm. 06, and the first thing you see about Shadow in 06 is that he's taking orders from gun, Given his character arc, where he's just like, no, I'm getting rid of my past. This is literally not healthy for me. Seeing him do that in, in 06 makes sense, and I would love to see him just climb up those ranks. Most importantly, I would want to see in canon, I would want to see Shadow and the, uh, I don't remember the guy's name, but the, the gun commander with heterochromia from Shadow the Hedgehog. I would like to see them in <laughs> equal, like both having equal power at a station in the station to the exact same place. And I just want to see the interpersonal drama between the two of them. <laughs> That'd be funny. That'd be great, actually. <laughs> be like an episode of The Office featuring Shadow the Hedgehog. That'll be in the, com <laughs> That'll be in the comic book epilogue. <laughs> Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's it's uh, so like when when writing that um, when writing that part, I knew that there needed to be um, Shadow needed to have some kind of um, like authority over some of those some of those characters in some in some capacity. I think that that script was written like what nine times, I think. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. Cause, that like, was very picky. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was like just trying to make sure that like because well because I remember we got one that that passed where like I think Shadow just kind of reprimands um reprimands them for doing that, but I was just kind of like okay, I don't think that that that's not a, a much yeah. of an impact because it doesn't really cover all of the the bases of of, of Shadow uh, being involved with guns. So I was just kind of thinking that well, Shadow's kind of unstoppable. 
so like the idea that you know he couldn't like climb the ranks to eventually become like a high a high official within those within that organization um uh like the idea of that not happening just seemed kind of silly to me so as i thought that that would be um that'd be a great place to put him and it also like served as a great gotcha moment at the at the end where they're just like it's like you're gonna pay for this and he's just like i'm the boss Wait until commanding officer Shadow hears about this. Commanding officer Wait. who? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was great. I got and, um... it. I'm just I just there's so a, a terrible joke just popped in my head, and I'm sorry for everybody. So we all know the 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 line that every single ending of Shadow the Hedgehog ends in, right? So now I'm just thinking the secret twelfth ending. I am your gun commander. This is who I am. <laughs> I love it. He just goes up. And, he just goes up on, on the building and just just shouts it into the moonlight. Just a whole a whole. This is who I am. Speech for this. Just, I'm so, oh man! I, God damn it! Now I actually have to go back and play through it. He, he just uh, he, he takes out his uh, he takes out his gun badge and he's just like, it all starts with this. <laughs> A badge containing the ultimate authority. <laughs> Your ass is grass as soon as payroll comes out. <laughs> I have no time for games. It's time to clock in. I can't believe I can't believe I'm bringing this up. It just popped in my head. Uh, channel pup, pup, beautiful. What up? Uh, Hello. Stallion. I, I don't know why I had to Darling. deal with this. So, so, does, so does Emmy and Dorian. Uh, can you explain to them B theory? Might as well get that out of the way. The thing is, the thing is, we all, everyone always loves the B theory, but then every yeah. time I explain to a guest, it's just what? Uh, okay, so um, my idea for the in-universe explanation of like why rings exist. I'm wondering uh-huh. if you can, you two can like canonize this, maybe. Oh is, no! Well, think about it. Think about it. Sonic's always been like an eco warrior, right? And what's like a natural part of any ecosystem? It's beef, right? So the thing I was thinking is Sonic's trying to rescue the ecosystem. What if their ecosystem helps him along? There's got to be a reason why rings are conveniently placed in the direction that he needs to go and give him energy. I like to think that bees like took these rings out of their little bee butts magic rings and okay. put them there and put them in the direction of which sonic needs to go and they give him energy i'm not saying they're made of honey they're made of magic so well, basically bees are made no rings are made by bees bees are made <laughs> bees are made by rings that would that would certainly give charmy uh the whole new dynamic it's not charmy no 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 i not oh. him He's he's useless. Oh. He's not that okay. kind of. <laughs> so so he can't do it. Okay. They're different bees than Charmy. Like they're small. Right. They're like photorealistic bumblebees with their cute little furry bumblebee butts. Right. Oh. <laughs> I. Oh wait, didn't you make a connection that Hilltop Zone sounded like? <laughs> yes, sounded like bees? the bees were in Hilltop Zone. <laughs> they're singing. They're singing you on your journey. Like I just, I like the idea that there's a force that Sonic does not even know it exists that's just been helping him this entire time, and they're so sweet and they're nice people. They don't talk or anything. Uh-huh. They're just, they're lovely. You can, you could have a bee garden as well. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So not Chow Garden, but a garden of bees. You can have both. Okay. Uh, can I get a bee costume for your chow? Yes. Yes. Chow, please. Oh, so I I just found out my uh so 
the person who does the live 2D art for my my avatar, my VTuber avatar, is a huge oh. Sonic fan who's never played Sonic Adventure 2. The humble oh. the humble bundle sale happened and they just picked up Sonic Adventure 2. So I'm just like screaming, raise all the chow. <laughs> <laughs> chow, raise, chow, raise. By the chow. way, why why is, why is faceless pup behind pup? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? What? Are you talking about? I, I, what? I don't They're the same person. How would this okay, even work? Okay. You know, I'm completely out of the loop. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> we do have a super chat again from Chaotic Mercenary. Uh, a question for Emmy. Uh, do you have any plans, or do you think there's a possibility of you voicing Tales officially in the future? Your Tales voice sounds amazing, by the way. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Um, well, I, if there were, I wouldn't be able to say anything, but uh, I mean, I, I would love to. It'd be a thing where I would totally want to, but it's not really, really up to me. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Plus NDAs and all that makes and, sense. NDAs are a thing, but like if it if it could happen, if it could, that would be neat. That would be Absolutely. very neat. Absolutely. Yeah, if it could happen, I would be completely down. I would love I to could, voice Tails. So. I could legit say best yeah. friend named Tails and do that unironically. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make yeah, you yeah. Sonic, the permanent member of Sunset City? <laughs> and, uh, what are you talking about? You and, have uh, many and, new tales to tell. What a weird thing! Uh, 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 <laughs> and actually, I can um, I can uh, like, like mention that this last point that I got to go, but um, but uh, but I can say though, like I've been I've been uh, friends with Emmy for good lord since what what was that 2015. Mm-hmm. So it's been about it's, it's it's creeping on well no like actually past this summer it's been six years um just kind of just watching her um uh really grow into her own with tales because like we met on a project that i was doing where she was she was tales like that was the first thing we really did together and just kind of over the years thing have things has gone as things has gone on um she's gotten better and better and better each time just like knocking out uh new challenges and you know because like people can have like really harsh criticisms online and just being able to muscle through those things and um focus on her acting talents has been insane so by the time we got to episode seven um that was uh you know actually like real quick funny story about six she was like i was like okay here's episode six she's like okay great uh all right tails okay he leaves and uh uh so then so i was like i was like oh 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 don't worry about it you're gonna be in, in episode seven so i gave her the script for episode seven you're like you, you got me saying like a hundred or whatever lines in here or something like that yep. <laughs> or something like that so plus lines i mean well yeah because we, we 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 saved tails because like tails was well, okay so like a really big thing we wanted to do for tails something that was really like um a, like one of the first decisions we made was that tails really had to um stand as his own character in this one he can't be hide behind stuff and and wanting sonic to help him all the time oh no just chaos giving... zero i have never dealt yeah, with such a threat death. before uh... take some notes you guys <laughs> so like so like yeah, we really wanted to um, really really wanted to do that for um, for that for that character. So episode seven um, was the the big like the big high point of that whole arc for tales that we started doing. I think in episode two, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so when she sent in her performances, it was it was it was phenomenal. I mean, like when I got back the, um, when I was able to, well, not when I got back, when I finished the, uh, the rough cut and sent it to her with the tent music that we had on top of there. Um, it was, it was, it was great. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's all like, like a testament to just how much she's grown uh, throughout the the years. Where I remember telling her this after the after after actually after we finished premiering episode seven, like that was seriously like the best performance of Tails officially or otherwise ever. Like I'm not even saying that because we're friends. Like just legit, just on acting chops alone. Yeah. Like I remember getting the rough cut of the episode because I was working on music for it, and I was like. Oh my god! <laughs> like this is really good. I I think my favorite. I think my, so where episode seven's concerned. I think my favorite thing about that is that it brings back a dynamic that we haven't seen in the games for a while, which is yes. which is Sonic deals with the big threat of that game, and Tails's rival is actually Eggman. Like Eggman wants to think his rival's Sonic. Sonic's like, no, no, no. I'm dealing with a water god today. You get to deal with my buddy. <laughs> He's smarter than you. <laughs> <laughs> I've always loved that with like Eggman and Tails as well. Like the idea that they, to be honest, are more the nemesis characters in like the adventure run. Compared um, to like yeah. yeah. Like it's almost like Tails inherited Dr. Eggman. Um <laughs> What a it's... burden. <laughs> oh yeah, no, Eggman's getting passed around. Like it's <laughs> he'll be on Charmy's video next to <laughs> rabbit. Um but um no, yeah, like um I like that we, because um, it, it, it evokes such a Sonic Adventure 1 feel to it. Like, if you look back at the overall story of Sonic Adventure 1, the grand scheme of things, Tails is the hero of that story. That's a Tails game, like, as far as I'm concerned. Completely mm -hmm. mm -hmm. agree. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, if you think about it, like, Tails is the only one who truly succeeds in his in his goal throughout there. For, like, for Gamma to succeed in Adventure 1, he kind of has to, you know, not alive. For... Big's entire quest is just a demonstration and how many times can I fail to do the same thing? And Sonic literally fails to save the city. Tails is the only one who succeeds. I kind of no. want... There's a part of me that's thinking of uh, that scene from Scott Pilgrim um, with uh, fighting Lucas Lee and you just see like Tails squaring up against Eggman and Knuckles comes up behind him and says, Hey! Ask him how it feels to always get his sloppy seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, like yeah, tails, yeah, tails is a um, is a huge, is a really, really important character in here. It's really great to be able to do an arc with him where he um, he kind of gets the sense of like, okay, well, you know, that that experience, is, especially speaking of adventure and adventure two, like those experiences did teach me that Sonic probably won't be around forever, so I should probably get my get my, myself together and it's been great to kind of have an arc where he learns that um that it's okay to allow people to help him like yeah you can shoulder these responsibilities and 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 um and take care of things but you're not weak if you're asking for help or you need things to you need people to help you it's kind of like what happened in episode seven where he successfully fights back against eggman but then sonic kind of comes in and and deals the uh the uh, the final oh, well. blow yeah, yeah. There's something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something you said there that I've latched onto is you said Sonic is not going to be around forever. Sonic dead? <laughs> That's what the are, episode 9? Sonic dead? <laughs> no, that was the end of episode 7. Uh, actually, Trey died as well in that episode. It was very tragic. Uh, everyone, no... was tragic. everyone died. The whole, yeah. every, everyone did. The, 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 yeah, everyone the, did. the whole cast. <laughs> but then, I, then he got revived. Yeah, it's true. Well, Wait, no, Sonic, Mephilus is behind you. Oh, God, he's got AirPods in. <laughs> he's got AirPods in. Oh, no. He can't hear us. Um, well, sweet. Any, uh, I know Dorian has to go. Do, you, do do any of y'all have any more questions for Dorian before he sends off? 
Yes, any last that's... ones? <laughs> yes, of Yay! course. Oh my god, this is the best day ever. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said, uh, what does the R in the name mean? I think I know the answer to this. But... R rated, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> means radio. <laughs> yeah, 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 it definitely means radio. In fact, uh, in fact, fun fact, um, uh, another another working title was actually going to be Sonic and Tails uh, Radio Future or something like that, but that was, it's going to be too much. Yeah, I was like, let's make this a little bit more simple. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, yeah, I think we sent it to Ryan, too. He was like, yeah, no, no, Sonic and Tales are fine. Sonic and Tales are radio future, three, five, eight days, over it, two. It just, it just starts with <laughs> Tales, like, picking up graffiti. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people were drawing some Jet Set Radio parallels to the all-around song, and I was actually really happy about that, because yeah, that was, that was kind of like what I was going for with the drums, making them kind of sound like kind of... Um, Raw and industrial almost, and yeah. and just at radio with the samples that Hideki Nagumi does it just makes it sound that way, like old school, yeah. like hip hop kind of kind of vibe. It was really yeah. nice. One hundred percent, like it has that sort of concrete jungle kind of vibe. Serious, will you leave that faceless pup alone? <laughs> what am I supposed Stop to do? Stop moving him around. <laughs> he's suffered he's enough just, already. He's just he's just <laughs> looking at Wayne. That's he's all. just trying to find the bathroom. That's all it is. Just put, yep. put him off screen. Yeah. <laughs> We do have um, a super chat from Chaotic Mercenary sending uh, two dollars. Uh, said, right. "How did you come up with the story for Sonic and Tails?" Are I think we um, already answered this a little bit before. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 a little okay. bit. We can go a little know. bit. Yeah, let me go into it a little bit more. Um, sure. So another thing that uh, Dory and I, uh, Dory and I, had worked on was this project called Project Dream, and we were basically just making like. We we're just conceptualizing a Sonic game just for fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and part of that we came up with just places and locations. We weren't working on the story yet. We were working on what needs to be in the game, what locations are there. And one of the locations uh winds up being this place called Chaos Caverns. Um and when I was living in Ohio, I dealt with a lot of anxiety. I couldn't go to sleep at night without putting on music. And while I was like working on the, the story for this other project, um, I came across this one piano piece and all I could keep thinking about was Sonic and Tails looking up at this bright white emerald in a dark cave, the Chaos Caverns, um, which winds up being uh, in episode two. And so when, when me and Dorian were working on the story, I remember talking to Dorian and being like, I just feel like there needs to be something so important with these emeralds. Like, we got to do something with the emeralds. It has to be really important. And we want the, this cave scene to, like, remind people about how important it is to, like, instill hope in somebody else. And, like, how, you know, the chaos emeralds are, are full of so much hope and light. And that's where Dorian kind of expanded on that with okay well let's break them and this this scene is you know this chaos emerald coming back together mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Honestly, yeah 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 that's actually one of the material. yeah i really liked the uh i liked the dynamic with sonic and knuckles tr when sonic was just like okay we've got these broken emeralds now who's got experience with that oh well 
<laughs> Knuckles has done this a little, a few too many times. Hey, Knuckles, how do you do it? Uh, I don't know. Just smash them together or something, Sonic. Just go get off my island, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> I do like. Really blue. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do like how because I love Knuckles. Knuckles is what, like one of my first favorite characters, but I am glad that y'all um kind of what is it um. It'll kind of establish his role as the guardian of the emerald. I feel like in a lot of the later games, like that whole like, characteristic of Knuckles is just thrown to the wayside, where he's not even a guardian anymore. So I am glad. He's just there. It's like he has like a shield around his shrine, I guess. I don't know. Uh, in the later games, but just... like he's a general. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why they call it war. I'm gonna be. Oh, I'm gonna be um, honest. I really hope that the games at some point establish that, like, Gemral or someone just like takes up the guardian duty while Knuckles is away. Gemral just goes there. Like, Gemral just goes there with Cream and is like, "We're gonna go on the island today. This is a vacation. That is all yeah. it is. Do not it's harm the rabbits." Yeah, because I remember. Because uh, I, I was like one of the first people that got to hear the first episode uh, of Sonic Tales R before it aired, and. Of course, I loved the, I loved like the performances and everything. Everything sounded perfect, and I was like, "Thank." Uh, in my head, I didn't. I don't think I even said this to anybody. But I was like, "Thank you for establishing Knuckles as a guardian." Like that's like the one thing I really enjoyed um, about that episode. Well, not the only thing, but one of the main things where it's just like, "Thank you for making it like consistent with like what he's supposed to be." Pretty much. Yeah. So. Oh, thanks. Yeah, like that. That was yeah. That that was um. That was always uh. When dealing with with Knuckles, never I do something for uh for him writing wise. Like I um. That's always a big point I always like to make. So it's just, like unfortunately that means he can't go on certain adventures or do that anywhere. kind of thing or whatever. Right. But but it's just yeah. like it it just kind of goes well staying true to the character in terms of like this this is his job. Like um, if I don't guard right. this thing, the world might die. So um. Yes, <laughs> you know, it's, exactly. It's important. No yeah. pressure. No, no, pressure. no pressure at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, well, with that, guys, I actually need to need to get going. Uh, thanks so much for inviting me to come on after the uh, the episode. It's it's so great to um, to be a part of things like this and uh, and actually work on the show with some truly amazing people. Um, we got two episodes left. Episode nine is going to be absolutely insane. Y'all are going to love excited. it. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, but... <laughs> it's going to be super great. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's, there. it's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on the show, Dorian. Oh, no problem, guys. Thanks for having me. Bye, Dorian. Have a good one. Take it easy, man. Later, guys. Later. We do have... The stream's gonna get all funny looking now, isn't it? Because it's... Nope. I fixed it. I fixed it beforehand. So we've got Super Chats. We've got uh, Super Static Pro says, I will say it was a surprise to see David Humphrey voice Knuckles, but a welcome surprise. I like that voice for Knuckles. Yeah, um... That's that I love that. Yeah. Well, we actually um, for episode one on our uh, on our script, we actually had Scott Dreyer originally as our knuckles. Um, that being said, uh, just because of pandemic stuff, life was kind of hectic. Um, unfortunately, Scott couldn't uh, finish the lines. Uh, he was having mic troubles and. Um, it was nothing that he knew how to fix. He doesn't really know. Like he normally records in a studio, so we didn't know how to fix the mic issues uh, from home. Oh, yeah. And so um, David, who is a good friend of Scott and Ryan, actually uh, offered up filling in for him for Knuckles. And we thought, well, he already sounds so much like the both of them. So 
yeah, I think this would be perfectly fine. And it'd be kind of cool uh, to see what David could bring to the character. And we think it wound up being like a really cool fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. He did great. It worked really well. Um, we've also got Chow Mix in here with the illegal question. <laughs> this, is, this is the Sonic fan question that you're probably under oath not to answer. Um, but hey, we'll, we'll ask you anyway. And then you can always just say, I can't answer that. You no suck, Chow Mix. Um, no, but um, so uh, he asks, anything from the meta era writing that you try to avoid when writing for Sonic and Tails are? Uh, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I wasn't expecting that. I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that. But I like it. I'm going to be honest. Like, Perfect. Pretty much all of it. Like, all of the characterization. Uh, <laughs> we try to steer a weir- uh, away from even even just references from the meta era. Yeah, yeah. We try to, yeah. I Maybe something has slipped through the cracks at this point. But, yeah, we, we try to almost write it as if the meta era wasn't a thing. Now, I will say that the one thing that we have kept in mind when we're talking about Tales is that we were hoping that this story could provide a bridge, if that makes any sense. We we recognize that for the longest time now, Tales has been a chicken, and we wanted to show everybody, hey, there are still reservations. That's why all of this is happening, but we're going to provide that bridge. That way, there are no more excuses for Tales to act like this. If yeah, that yeah. 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 So he's going to get uh, serious PTSD, which you, you don't want to have a Metroid other constant, end tales. Constant fear. Yeah, um, basically, pull an Archie Charmy <laughs> on him. <laughs> Pretty oh, much. No. That, that is that is so no, funny. So... I kind of, I, I'm sorry, I kind of expected that to be the answer, but I just, I still was unexpected, just because. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing, and I, I think I'm fair in saying this. Uh, first time tales are, and I think any fan projects, we're not we're not trying to effectively replace anything official. It's just an alternative to those who are wanting, I guess, like a different story that's more akin to uh, their preferred like uh, era for sure. Like for us, like uh, I feel like I said it best uh, two episodes ago uh, that uh, it's kind of down to like a science at this point where we've grown up with these games and we know these characters and we know what kind of stories we want. And now since the fans have kind of grown up and have these talents, we're able to do that and fulfill that. So it's it's very yeah. honoring. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I looked at it, I kind of thought like um it's very much a tribute to the sort of the shonen era of like Sonic storytelling. Exactly. So like I, any like uh, thoughts and opinions on the meta era side, I c- kind of considered like you know, it it's it's a consistently um Sonic adventure through to i guess 2006 inspired story maybe go yeah. as far as unleashed i don't know i, but, I, I think there was one there was one like gag about the werehog yep <laughs> yeah i would how we have always looked at it is sonic adventure to sonic and the black knight and then after that starting with colors all of that we're not going to acknowledge that we're not going to talk about that um again I, that's not because i i dislike any of those games i i'll keep my opinion sort of away from here uh but we we do feel like you know this is a very like story driven i mean it's an audio based series so the story is so important and we think that the story for sonic characters it was the strongest from adventure to black knight yeah the story <laughs> the story from the more recent games doesn't translate well without visuals because it's it's very slapstick almost compared yes. to what we used to get and right. while that's 
I'm not the biggest fan of the, of the current game stories. In fact, like when I was streaming, uh, when I was streaming Sonic Forces, not that we're not not that we're allowed to talk about that on this channel anymore. Um, oh, right, right. My my <laughs> did you my say the f word again. Yes, I did. Um, my live chat was literally <laughs> screaming, like when the when the music was playing in the back, and it was like uh, when the music was playing during the credits. Everybody in my chat was screaming, "You didn't earn this, Sonic Forces! Stop it!" Um. <laughs> So, like, <laughs> I just kind of true though. Like, well, yeah, yeah, like it's uh, got like all these grandiose themes that just it, it just does nothing. It's just never. If it, it feels very, I don't know. It feels very flat. Like, there's a lot going on, right? But like, like I, would, I don't know. Like, what I would love to see is well, one one very last thing. I would love to see Infinite re-explored in a medium that requires him to be a character and not a just the boss in the game yeah i want to see more of it oh i, I was like thinking there's, there's a personality to mine out of that get get minecraft steve on that and then like... <laughs> <laughs> something That's... i was gonna kind of sorry sorry who's who else is trying to talk sorry. i think wayne uh is trying to say something come on wayne got... come on it's, it's your uh, chance buddy come on uh, uh, i hate you so much um <laughs> wayne, gonna... why are you saying something <laughs> Fun. The uh, uh, when you were saying like you you wanted Infinite to like actually be a character instead of like the boss, I was I was not thinking the boss. I was thinking of a bullied elementary school student. <laughs> but yeah, I am not weak. I'm not weak. God. The thing I kind of um was gonna kind of say is like uh, where Sonic and Tails are does kind of have its own identity in terms of how it's written. Is that even in the eras of the stories of like Sonic stories that I like and stuff, Sonic Adventure 2, stuff like that, there's a lot of goofiness to those stories. Like, mm. and it's kind of like unintentionally hokey in a lot of areas. Sonic and <laughs> Tails R definitely irons out some of that. Like, it, it kind of it pays a lot of tribute to some of the funnier dialogue, like the whole little starts with this, the stuff that's very iconic and synonymous with that run. So it doesn't take its, you know, spirit away or anything like that. But it is a more evenly written kind of approach to it, if if you get what I'm saying. Like, thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, that was definitely one of our goals. So I'm I'm really glad that that's noticed. It's, I, yeah, it's, it's how it feels like it's supposed to be. It feels like yeah, this is Son what they wanted. Because like. Sonic's not supposed to be grim, dark, but it's also there's always been an air of like sincerity to it, as well as still having some of that goofiness. And it it wrapped together makes a full package. And I think I think that getting that again is great. Right. Thank I've you. I've always kind of like compared like. Um, by the way, is my mic okay? Am I still sounding alright? Yeah, you're still you sound just like you did for every other episode. That is true. Yeah. That is very true. Yeah, I just gotta make sure. There's some technical difficulties this time over this time around. But uh, I kind of like uh, compare like, let's say the aesthetic and uh, like follow me here. The aesthetic of the classic games in terms of like overall like um, spirit with the story of the adventure games, as in like, sure, it's I guess made for kids, but it's not juvenile. It's not yeah. something that's like super kitty to the point where it's like oh flashing colors and everything like see isn't this so like you know whatever like how like it's not like wow wow wubsy or like yo gabba gabba like it's actually, i mean that's like, kind that's kind of like what you get almost with a dolt watching that you're just like oh god sonic's hello? engaging in everybody what just what has just happened <laughs> oh <laughs> I, I thought I thought I disconnected, and I was like, I was "No, everything everything seems to have have fixed itself." Um, Seriously, okay. temporarily. But anyways, you're talking about uh, 
I, I was just saying it's like the what I what I want kind of from Sonic is that I want it to be something that like when you're a kid and you're watching it, you're like, oh, this is great. This is wonderful. Uh, but if you're an adult watching it, the unblinking one becomes the unspeaking one. Is it really just wait, wait, breaking? Wait. Do we need to get a tombstone for Cyrus? Hold on. Oh, my gosh. But Cyrus is the one who's in control of that. Yeah, I, I real I am, though. I could just turn on Pe well, Wayne's and it's it's mine in spirit. Here we go. The thing that I kind of want with Sonic going forward and the thing that I the thing that I I like getting is as a kid, you watch it. It's neat. It's it's colorful. But as an adult, when you're watching, it, you're like, oh, God, Sonic's engaging in eco-terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's it like and I feel like that's a lot of like. Hmm. I feel like that was also a lot of just like uh, I wouldn't I don't want to call it kids media, but I guess so. Like of like the the '90s and even '80s, where they actually talked about um, very real issues, but packaged it in a way that could be like digestible to like I guess little kids and everything. And I feel like um, that kind of mindset could translate forward, not necessarily with the Saturday morning cartoon feel, but just like actually dealing with these serious issues but doing it in a way that makes sense in the context of, like, a sonic story, I guess you could say. Save the bees. Save the bees. <laughs> Bay the have, whales. Um, we um, have a super chat from Chaotic Mercenary for $5 saying... You've been very if, generous today. Thank you, by the way. <laughs> Thank you for the super chats. <laughs> if we couldn't have Ryan back as Sonic, and if Roger were to retire from the role, who would you all choose as the new official voice of Sonic? If we could not have Ryan or Roger, I, I think yeah. I'd be okay getting Jason back myself. Yes, uh, you know what? I think yeah. we should rule out any existing Sonic voice actor because I feel like Jason or Urkel are very easy go-to's, <laughs> or Martin, or Martin Burke. Burke. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he's underappreciated. That's, I love that's his very... voice. Yes, guys, he, guys, hear me out. Hmm. Uh huh. Nicholas Cage. Okay, now I know that. <laughs> Listen here, Eggman. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna find, I'm gonna find you and find the Declaration of Independence. We have, we're gonna we steal to the Chaos Emeralds. Hey, long time no see. <laughs> God, it sounds awful. If you're worried Anyways. about the Chaos Emeralds, you mean this Chaos Emerald? Because oh, that's, that's what you're worried about. I have one right here. I, have I would one. stay right um, here. This is probably either, the worst suggestion anyone's made. Either Tom Kenny or um, Michael J. Fox back in his Stuart Little days. Oh Bro, okay. okay. You know what's funny? Okay, you know what's funny? I actually, uh, me and Emmy were streaming one time, right? Uh, I actually think it was Forces, now that I uh, think about it. Uh, or no, no, I think it was Sonic Adventure 2. And uh, we actually got this question in that stream, and I said, you know what would be a pick that doesn't seem doesn't seem that logical but could possibly work it's probably tom kenny because of his spyro voice i actually really yeah like that's, that's my voice. thought process that, yeah, no like, no i can see that I, I hate the only thing the only thing is that you can still hear a hint of spongebob in his voice no matter you what can. he's doing I, yeah <laughs> you I, really can. I mean if you're going by like spyro 3 maybe like that's the least spongebob-esque he sounded but yeah. like isn't it crazy that we both like had the same thought process? It it's is, like, yeah, it's like we're inappropriate husband can, brothers. Can I throw exactly. one out? That's uh, <laughs> what? 
I, I've, I've chosen to ignore the inappropriate husband brothers on the other side of the table, Wayne. It's safe <laughs> over here with you, brother. right? Yeah. I, I think so. Okay, good. Good. Trey, take me now. What are you keep doing? dying out of nowhere. I mean, it's not out of nowhere. It's very deliberately planned. You just don't know it. Uh, determinism Rude. is real. Um, but <laughs> there is there is one, and I the more I think about it, the less I hate it. So uh, this person has been a Sonic voice actor before in that he's voiced for the Sonic series, but he hasn't voiced Sonic. And there's a particular reason I want him to try. I would love to hear Dan Green do Sonic. And the reason for that is as much as he's got that like deep gruff voice he can do for like Knuckles and Yami Yugi, he also can do a very convincing like kid and teenager voice because he does because he does Yugi and Yami Yugi for four kids or he did them both for four kids. I wouldn't see a reason why he wouldn't be able to do a good Sonic. And because he's done characters like Yugi and he's done them well, like he's not like when you think to that show, the writing in the four kids dub is the problem, not the actual voice actors half the time. So I would love to see a good script handed to Dan Green and him to do Sonic, especially because we have variants of Sonic like Darkspine Sonic uh, that really want to that I'd like to see more of in the games that really want to pull from mm -hmm. that more angry Sonic that I just... I don't get that a lot from like Roger Craig Smith. And we really haven't gotten that Sonic right. from a lot of people, but we have gotten that characterization from Dan before with other characters. I wouldn't mind seeing that plastered onto a Sonic with his voice. Well, especially yeah. since we keep going into uh, where the, the franchise is kind of headed is we keep getting this more, I don't want to say jaded. It's more of like a mature Sonic where he's kind of growing up and he's becoming a little less reckless and, and stuff like that. Uh, you could probably lean into that a little bit more if a, I feel like Dan Green could probably do a voice that kind of reflects that without it sounding too. You wouldn't uh, say, it wouldn't sound forced. Yeah, it wouldn't sound forced, but I think that he could pull it off in a way where it doesn't sound like a, it, it, it may as well be a completely different character. You know what I mean? Where it still sounds authentic <laughs> to Sonic, but it's, you know, it's just him. Yeah. I also just realized, isn't Dan Green also the voice of Mephilus? Damn it. Yes, he is. Okay. Yes, he is. You mean Memphis, Tennessee? <laughs> <laughs> you mean uh, Satan the Hedgehog. I actually would like to hear from our guest, Emmy. Uh, who do you have in mind? Mm. Sorry, you had me sipping water. Um, probably Robbie Damon, actually. Robbie um, Damon. Yeah, he has a very, very youthful voice every time I've heard him. And actually, I wish I could remember the anime that he was in. Um, but he actually was in an anime that Jason just so happened to also be in. So I was listening to it um because i wanted to hear jason and then i heard robbie damon uh and i just felt like his really youthful voice could genuinely bring something really really cool to sonic it's i would say very similar youth to like jason griffith at the very <laughs> beginning of sonic x and I, I think that i i really miss that type of voice for him to be honest not like young young like ben schwartz but like teenager yep. like I can young enough to where you're convinced yeah 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 because you don't hear many 15 year olds like rocking this deep voice and then trying friendship to like um a, a dude bro which is uh, yeah I, don't the, even like, I, don't, I, I love roger i really do and i like the way that like they write roger's type of voice into sonic for like the idw dub but i could uh -huh. really do without frat boy sonic it's i just, just um 
I like the idea that, um, Emmy, that you just tuned into this anime, just like friendship ended with Jason. Now Robbie is my very best friend. <laughs> and, I mean, to be fair, he was, he was using his shadow voice in the anime, so it, it doesn't count. Oh, beautiful. Okay, okay. Beautiful. okay that would have been a it's wonderful just, okay. <laughs> I'm so I'm so sorry. Uh, but we were talking about the whole like frat boy thing. I'm gonna like, and I think Emmy actually mentioned this as well whenever we were streaming one time. But like Sonic has never really, like, in my opinion, especially in the adventure days, had much of like a dude bro characteristic to him. Quote unquote. I can see why they did it. Um, I I was gonna. Uh, no, sorry, you go ahead, Bob. No, no, I, that was just all I was gonna say. I, was just, I can see why they did it. <laughs> I I can see why they did it too, and the reason being is um. I think, uh, especially if we're taking a look at, uh, I think one of the best interpretations we saw of Sonic uh, in the very early days was probably like just through the animations for Sonic CD. And yes. a lot of it was just kind of based off how expressive he was and how much of an attitude that little brat had. And um, they kind of wanted to take that and I think try to translate it into what at, was at the time a more modern take on it. Where you could still kind of make it endearing with a, a little 2D Sonic that, uh, you know, um, so kind of had that cuteness factor, even though he was, uh, he, you know, he was kind of messing with people. And he had that smugness about him and everything. Whereas, uh, you know, you add that dude bro persona to him and it, it just kind of comes off a little hammy. I, yeah, I feel like there's there's a difference between being confident and then and being, being like a dude arrogant. bro. I mean, I'll be, yeah. I'll be honest, like, I, I still think, like, the only way to really judge Roger's Sonic is based on Boom, personally, because that feels like one that's sculpted more it, around his voice. It's, it's, the, it's the only yeah. time that he was that it was written with his voice in mind. Like that's what it feels like, anyway. And like the, the truth is, I don't have a favorite Sonic. I I honestly love all of them, including Roger Craig Smith. I think he doesn't get the best writing in the main series games, but I do really Agreed. respect what he brings to the role. Even if he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't sound like a fifteen-year-old. But to be honest, I get the sense that I I don't know if they say it anymore. But I get the sense that they're kind of leaving Sonic's age a little bit ambiguous these days because, like, yeah. there's never I, really. It was always kind of like that, though. Like, yeah, like I they could've... did say that yeah. he was 15 in like Heroes and stuff. But like, since since Jason Griffith left, they don't really mention it. As a matter of fact, I, Infinite yeah. said for decades Sonic has beaten Eggman, <laughs> so the dude's yeah. got to be at least 30. Come on, it's, <laughs> I, it's, it's canon. Like, uh, and I'm sorry if I'm taking up too much air, but I don't. I feel like the whole age thing has always been kind of ambiguous because it was more of a marketing thing. Like, oh, this is the this is the main character of the demographic we're trying to appeal to. Let's Yo, make yeah. him that age, pretty much. Same with Tails. Tails was like the little bro. He's eight years old. Like, that just makes sense, you know? Um, I don't know if anyone else feels that way or takes the ages a little bit, you know, more seriously I, than I do. But I do not at all. I, I, I think, think they I, don't act like that. I, I don't know, because, like, when you really think about it, like, with their ages, like they don't they all own houses and apartments? And, yes, like, Amy owns and an stuff? apartment. She's twelve. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't want to own a plush toy of a fifteen-year-old. That's creepy. That's creepy. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's kind of really, weird. That's really people creepy. That, people actually say that, like, hey, you can't like Sonic because he's fifteen. It's like. But like, what? Sonic is literally he... Sonic is literally my husband. Like, there's no two ways. <laughs> I, I mean, he's the other one. Trey, don't take it I do. So FBI, there... open up. There's, there's actually one. Thing he's I not was... 15. Damn it. <laughs> he's he's 30. He was 15 when I bought him. 
<laughs> Whoa, <laughs> okay. All right. We're rich. Okay. We're rich. <laughs> so something and I was anyways. thinking of, though, on, like, the subject of, like, Sonic voice actors and hypothetical Sonics, here's a, here's a thing, right? Emmy, you make a fantastic Tales. Can you make a fantastic Sonic? Uh, <laughs> no, I would be I, the oldest I could sound is probably twelve. I've tried. Um, I, I, the deepest I can go is it's about twelve years old. So, uh, <laughs> probably not. So you're not gonna do your best Roger Craig Smith impression on here, then? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! No! Please don't make me do that. <laughs> Actually, that's, uh, that's hey, that's three bucks. That's three bucks for her stream. Uh, you yeah. give me three bucks, and she'll say whatever you want in any voice. <laughs> um, I know we talked about the dude bro thing, and that that's where I I I don't like the dude bro Sonic at all. Like it drives me crazy, and like it's not even the 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 age like a lot of people say that roger sounds like super like old and that's not even my issue with it it's more of that yeah let's go dude i'm just like no please now, the thing so I sonic you posted it, cringe you're gonna lose whenever subscribers he, whenever he says beat down i just want to punch him in the face i'm not gonna lie <laughs> It's just yeah, like yeah, you're him. giving him a bully personality. Sonic doesn't. Is not? He's not the kind of guy that's gonna <laughs> shove tails in a locker. He's the one that's like, gonna get him out. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, and, and this is the big thing because I know a lot of people say like, "Oh, Sonic's a '90s icon," like you know, whatever. But I don't know. Like, I, I feel like things that like characteristics at the time, like how Sonic acted in like Saturday M and Adventures of Sonic and the Hedgehog, that is for their time. That was like a for their time type of thing i don't feel like that was supposed to be representative of sonic as a character like as a whole um so that's why i'm i'm more leaning more towards like yeah sonic can be confident even cocky but he's not like a, a like a frat you know he's not like a dude bro there was, uh, like, oh sigma alpha like that's not sonic like that's the was... <laughs> he's an alpha male there was this yeah. moment um oh, there was this no. moment in uh, sonic boom shattered crystal where it became very obvious to me that Pontac and Graf wrote this one. And it's just at the start of the game, it says, oh, Lyric, you are so going to get the big beat down. I was like, you've named it. You've <laughs> named this. This is a down. ceremonious thing. You go up yeah. to, like, Tails every day, and you're like, it's time for the big beat down. Like, <laughs> oh, I hate it. Like a swirly? Like <laughs> It just sounds like he's got, like, a routine. It's That's like, okay, right, you know, man. like... I'm about to give you a swirly. <laughs> Just backhand oh, him, kick I him in the it. dick, give him a swirly, bit of waterboarding. I, I, I like. <laughs> oh man, I hate it. So I don't dude, like it. Dude, bro, Sonic, Sonic just pulls out a crowbar. Dude. <laughs> God, now I'm getting the. Now I'm getting freaking uh, under the the red hood vibes. You're getting the big beatdown. <laughs> All right, Eggman. Which hurts worse, backhand or <laughs> backhand or fronthand? Forehand. Forehand. God. Um, but I do. I am. I am kind of glad we're all kind of on the same page with this because, like, of, of course, people have their own, I guess, um, ideal version of the character, mm. and it, it's. I feel like it's very obvious that, like, even though people may like Roger as a voice actor and everything, and even for Sonic, it's really the writing that's just been falling flat for. Oh, almost yeah. everyone across the board i'm not gonna say everyone because well, obviously people like it some people don't well because like yeah, when, you get, moments, when you get like... ian when you get ian flynn's writing for the idw run of sonic though ian's been very vocal about the fact that he writes that sonic with roger's mannerisms in mind and i feel like mm. in that setting 
all of that comes together and works perfectly fine. Like I want to legitimately, yeah. I want to legitimately hear Roger voice his character. I as can't written read by it in Ian. any other voice. Like I yeah. tried. I was like, I'm feeling nostalgic today. I want a little Jason. Hold on. I tried reading. I was like, this this ain't happening. Yeah, uh, I gotta mention this super chat. I don't know if we got any more, but this super chat from Super Stack Pro says, "Frat Boy Sonic is what non-Sonic fans think he is," and I yes. absolutely agree. I absolutely well, fun agree. Fact. Fun fact, uh, I believe, like, I, and I, this is like public knowledge, uh, Ken Pontak and Warren Graff did state that they had no prior knowledge of Sonic before working. Correct. That's correct. Um, they were, now, I can I can understand that process, but all the same, I think Wait. it does show a little bit. In Those the guys? Ways. <laughs> yeah, they wrote Happy Tree Friends. Yeah, and uh, Mad World for the Wii. Yeah, I really wish they'd uh, yeah. gone yeah, down uh, the gory route instead so of what the, they went for. Have you ever um, looked at Happy Tree Friends and Mad World and think, oh, these guys would be good for Sonic? No. Yeah, no the one thing that I was no thinking one. is, like, why did we not get a no scene one. in Sonic Colors of, like, Eggman going into a wood chipper or something? Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's up their alley. Oh, God, dude. I, I just it, it's like a bit of a demographic shift there. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's, uh, it, it, it's not, it's not yeah. super great. Um, so I, I do have a, a, a question that I wanted to ask you, Emmy, and it's it's everybody who's a big fan of Tales always has a really, really strong opinion on this particular topic. Mm. What's your opinion on the Tornado Walker? Uh, like the gameplay itself or just the Tornado just, Walker? Uh, I guess I guess either like the, the the gameplay itself and then also just the idea of Tales just going into his adventures using uh, using that machinery instead of just, like, on foot like he would in the classic classic days. I mean, I think I prefer him on foot, but I also, like, and I've, I've kind of felt this way about any gimmick, like, game-style gimmick uh, in any Sonic game. It doesn't offend me if it's, like, a one-time thing. You know what I mean? So I, when I go into SE2, I'm prepared to go through this little walker. Um, but if I want to play with them on foot, I'll play Sonic Adventure. It, it's sort of how I feel about, like, the Wisps, where if that had stayed in colors, I think maybe I wouldn't have disliked the Wisps so much. But because it's now in every single game, it feels like, mm. now I'm getting kind of tired of it. And I think a lot of people would feel that way about Sonic with a Sword or the Werehog. I think with one time, okay, yeah, I, I'm down with this. I can play that's with the fun. Werehog. That's fun. Yeah. Sonic with a Sword. That's really fun okay, now if it's in the next 10 years of games, I, I'm i not having fun anymore. I Please, you, please you go back. It, you want it to just go away at that point? I can I can understand that. What about from like a from like a story perspective specifically then? Um, I also don't really mind it. I feel like it, it could be fitting as long as he doesn't stay in it the entire time. I feel like in SA2, he did pretty much stay in there like most of the time. Um, I wish he got out of there a little bit more but i also didn't really mind it that much i guess good like from a story perspective of, uh, too like, good for a couple of stages i reckon yeah i think yeah. I, for i guess for me i don't mind the idea of him being in the walker but i like the walker as like a backup thing like i'm gonna make a really really terrible comparison here so everybody <laughs> everybody here has seen either super sentai or power rangers at some point and there's always, like, they always try fighting on foot, and then it always fails, and then they always end up having to bring in, you know, Megazord or whatever they whatever they have to bring in for that particular era, right? Like, it, it's always 
Let's have our on foot battle. Then let's bring in our giant mech. I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like if they did stuff like that for tails, that would be neat for me. Like tails squares off with Eggman in the middle of station square. He does his best. He's about to go down. Eggman's like, okay, I've got you. And then tails is like, nope, I've been stalling you. The tornado comes in, grabs me. He's just like, I'm about to blow you into oblivion. Now it's time. Yeah. Cause I feel like, like it, um, if it's done like that, it, represents Tails's kind of like strength as a character on his own and also his technical uh prowess as an engineer and as a smart kid as well so his technical yeah, I would... prowess <laughs> miles prowess miles miles technical prowess. um I, like how uh, I, I guess the best example would be like every everybody here is at least somewhat caught up on idw right just a little just enough mm. Yeah, at least at least yeah. in the Metal Saga. Okay, I've been I've been I've been making the speed rating stuff for like months now. Everyone should be good. You know uh, what I mean? Fair, so. fair enough. Fair enough. You do have some. You do have that wonderful series, Sonic Speed Reading, on your channel, yeah, the exactly. Game Apologist. Yeah, Game Apologist, everyone. Uh, by the way, I uh, I'm at eighty five thousand subscribers. Thank you all so much. Uh, you're all amazing. I couldn't have done it without you. Um, um but there's a there, there's a moment in there that I kind of oh hello T posing pup, um, there's a moment in IDW that I really wish that we would get a we would get something like in the games where like tails tails is doing everything on foot he's been doing everything on foot for the majority of that story and then there's that that moment where he breaks. Like, he has his psychological breaking point. And he's not broken like Archie Eggman who had to go into a padded room broken. But he's 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 far enough along. And he just pulls out the tornado and goes, no, you guys have literally ruined everything and just starts shooting. And, like, that's kind Don't of... come to Station Square today. <laughs> but that's kind of what I expect, like... Because, of course, at that point, Tails recognizes that he's he's not going to kill anybody. He's not going to He's not going to cause any real damage. But he is at his limit. And I think Tails getting in the tornado and causing real damage when he's at his limit makes sense. Like, in Sonic Adventure 2, the most damage Eggman ever suffered in that entire game was after Tails thought Sonic died. He's like, no, no, I'm done. I'm I'm literally going to lay this old man out on the arc floor. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, stuff like that has to be earned as well, I feel like. It's a whole kind of... um thing with uh with story writing and characterization and stuff like that like the stuff just has to be earned and that's kind of like and i know i'm not going to use the f word but it's with that game where it falls flat as well as lost world even more so i i think lost world's my least favorite trust eggman more than me (sighs) yeah i've 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 expressed i've expressed more distaste for lost world than i have for any other sonic game so i feel like if i keep going on about it i'll be on for like an hour but um we got some super chats i'm gonna read those out uh got one from that that jordo on the topic of screenwriting what are y'all's favorite scenes slash lines in the entirety of the franchise um <laughs> I, I think so i kind i kind of want to let emmy go first on this one uh yes she, she is guest here and as somebody who does uh, a lot of a lot of work with writing personal projects for this uh only makes sense for them to give some of their favorites from the franchise itself Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Um, Oh, man. Okay. Favorite scenes and lines from the entire franchise. Um, Oh, my gosh. There's so many. Am I allowed to give a few? Uh, If you want to give a few, go ahead. Splurge. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Well, one of my favorite scenes is the end of Tales of Story and Sonic Adventure. Just that moment where, like, the music stops. 
and he's you know going i'm not scared i'm not scared and like eggman sounds so terrifying like when i was a child and eggman was like oh wait before i make mincemeat out of you like i was so genuinely scared because i was a kid too you know and i remember like pausing like the boss because i was so scared and to like go get like a drink of water or something because it was genuinely spooky and that invoked an actual emotional response and that made me connect with the character so much because i i could understand how scared he must have actually been as he's sitting there and you know saying that he wasn't scared i i love that entire scene uh for for tales um another scene that's really important to me and i imagine not very many other people is the uh it's the end of episode 77 in sonic x um it's the whole scene where Tails is having a hard time because he has to shoot at Cosmo. And I remember as a kid, I had never experienced so much powerful emotion ever. Watching Tails like cry, be angry, smacking shit, he's in his head. Sorry, was I allowed? Am I allowed to say bad words? You, you can say the you, you can say the bad words. Oh yeah, it's fine. you okay. can say the you can no, say the shit words. No, you can't. You can't. You can't cuss here. This Sorry. is a kids show. Don't say the fuck words. Fucking swearing. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, yeah, he's like in his head. He's you know getting all. No, and I remember when I was a kid, I would come home from school and I would get on YouTube and I would rewatch that scene probably like 10 times a day like for a year like not even over exaggerating i watched it every single day because i i don't know i i never felt so close to a character it happened also during a time where i was going through my grandmother who i was closer to than anybody in my family passing away so i kept watching it because i understood that pain and it helped me get over that pain in my own life so like I don't know. That's why, like, for me, Tails is so important. He's such a, an important character, and he deserves to be as tough as he is because of everything he's ever gone through. Those those two scenes for Tails are the ones I connect with the most, I think, out of anything Sonic-related. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, those are, those are very good scenes. And episode 77 one, that is, like, pretty specific. I remember you telling me that story. But I actually went back and watched that scene. I, I guess it was, was it the Japanese? Uh, mm-hmm. Was it that? Okay. It was Japanese stuff. Uh, yeah, I went back and watched it. And I was like, you know what? I can definitely see where Emmy's coming from. It's a very emotionally, like, heavy scene. So, yeah, it, it was very good. Um, I guess we could go around the table. Uh, Pup, do you have any specific, I guess, lines of dialogue or scenes that you consider, like, your favorite or peak Sonic? Uh, peak fiction dialogue um i can't necessarily say much because i think some of my more favorite sonic moments are ones that are a little quieter but uh mm-hmm. if you were to ask me you know the moments uh, as far as cutscenes go uh obviously there's the opening of sonic adventure 2 but then there's also the entire opening of sonic unleashed like that yes. stuff right there is kino um and yes. then I guess another thing is just that scene where Dr. Robotnik is playing a piano in Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog and he just picks his ass up <laughs> and you can see his butt crack through that metal harness thing he wears. And honestly, what? like, I've never been so aroused in my entire life. What? Like, what is wrong with you? There was not a limp sausage in the room, let me tell you that. I... 
Or it's um, a tray. I, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna have I, to kick Pup out of this call. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. He's okay. He's okay. Yeah, you're I on two strikes now, buddy. I don't think he's okay. Uh, there have now been five meetings. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I'm kind of with Pup in, in a sense of like some of the some of my more favorite, I guess, you like the Robotnik scene as well. No, not uh, that. idiot. Uh, love you, but I love you too. Okay. God, I want to. But uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I just got a call randomly. I'm sorry. Am I still here? Yes, you're still here. You're good. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Some of my some of my more favorite scenes are quieter. Some of them are kind of fueled by nostalgia. Not even gonna lie. Um, I get goosebumps every time the SA one intro plays. It's just the <sighs> epitome of what I consider Sonic, and every shot is gorgeous. I love the shot of Eggman on top of his flying fortress. Yes. Yeah, carrier just looking out into the sky. It's just a cool scene. You never see kind of like stuff like that. Like he is a force to be reckoned with. Like he made this by himself. It's like, and I just love the the way the scene plays out. It is kind of 90s a little bit where the camera starts flipping and you see like stuff like inverting and reversing, but like it's still just it's super so cool, well put together. Though. It's just cool. It it's the epitome of what I like about the series. But in terms of like I guess written dialogue. I think my favorite uh, moment, and it's actually crazy because I recently played this game not even that long ago. Uh, I didn't grow up with it. It's actually Sonic and the Black Knight, the opening cutscene to that, where uh, you know Sonic falls from the sky and you know everything, and he says something like, "All right, I'm used to stuff like this," like and like just decimates everyone in the vicinity. And I don't know, like that scene, the way that was delivered, was very like. Like that's that's my Sonic. That's the dude. Like I love that, you know, scene in particular. But um, I think those, <laughs> I think those two, uh, definitely give me the chills. And of course, like the Mania open opening's fantastic. The Unleashed opening's fantastic. There's a lot of great stuff. Like in in terms of like presentation in the Sonic series that I could go super in depth into. But if I had to choose a couple, I guess those two would be it. So I'll I'll so do my I'll do mine last. I'll let Wayne go because I know Wayne's uh Wayne's Wayne's got some. Okay. Okay. And so they're all from adventure. Them, they're all from adventure. God damn yes. it! Yeah. You're right. Knew it. Um. So and a lot of them have actually already been t uh, uh, touched on. Every time I see that opening cutscene, that shot of Eggman on top of the egg carrier gets me. It's good. It's so like, good. I, I I've said it before. Uh, is my uh, when I say this, I don't mean to undermine the work that Mike Pollock has put in, but SA One Eggman is my favorite Eggman. He's so cool, and he's just very menacing too. He's he's actually a villain, you know. Yeah. Uh, I oh. guess like compared to, and it's all done. Through, it's all down to the writing because Mike Pollock. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. To, yeah. Not to pat anyone on the back here, but we've seen Mike Pollock even in Sonic and Tails R uh, <laughs> be an actual force to be reckoned with. And right. that was kind yeah. of like the whole point of because he is a villain. He's not just some slapstick kind of side character. And I don't think he's ever really been that. To be but... fair, Sonic Forces did get that right. Like, Eggman's pretty venomous in that game. <laughs> Anyways, Wayne... <laughs> Anyway, I, another one that I was actually going to mention was actually, Emmy brought it up, is probably my favorite scene in that game, where uh, you've got that, like, gravelly, just really creepy Eggman, where, uh, you know, he, like you were saying, it's that the music cuts out, 
uh, you know, the tone is just nothing but menace here as he, he comes out with his walker and he's just getting ready to destroy this kid that's in front of him. He's just pissed. Uh, his, <laughs> like, everything has gone wrong for him today and all he wants to do now is to, like, just take it out on something. And he's just away with you. Like, ah, oh, God, it's, it's away so with you, you Let's go. Pest. Let's go. It's, and, it's great. And uh, if I had to choose, um, uh, if we're talking like silent stuff, then just definitely the animation work with like uh, Sonic CD and Sonic yeah. Mania. God, that stuff is so good. Uh, I think um, another really big thing I absolutely adore was uh, uh, the story that actually gets me the most in Sonic Adventure 1 is actually uh, Gamma. I think that's most, um, I think that's a lot of yes. people. Yeah. Oh man, and that that changed me as a kid. Like I hadn't played a whole lot of video games, and that was the one that told me that uh, it that video games could give me a story I would care about. And it was just about this robot that there's a moment when he gets out onto the uh, the deck of the egg carrier, and there's just two E series robots left to take care of, and it's uh, it's his brother, and then he looks down at his at, at basically himself, and then he's just like, "All right, yep," and I gotta die too. And it's uh, that something about that moment. I, I remember latching onto that in a kid and just like not initially getting it. But then um, like that shot of the of the flicky like flying away as Gamma's just like exploding. You're just like, oh, oh. you're like, oh, I understand now. It, it's cinema. OK, it is. It is uh, Peak fiction. Really yeah, it is. And I. Uh, if you if you ha if you have none less that if you have none more, uh, I have I, I I hate that I'm gonna have to piggyback off that one. Go for it, go for it. So you and I both, uh, Gamma's death is it ranks as one of our top. Like this is one of the things that defines the series for me. Whenever yeah. whenever I play through Sonic Adventure, uh, the the like there's a part of me that there's the part of me that's like, Oh my God, I get to play speed highway again. And then there's a part of me that's like, Oh my God, I get to relive Gamma's story again. Um, yeah. and Gamma's story is always like the peak thing for me. But I think, um, I I'm happy that we've managed to get Gamma kind of continued a little bit in Omega because one of my other favorite scenes is at the end of the dark side story of Sonic Adventure two, where Rouge is just encountered all of the shadow clones and Omega just has Omega whose entire being up to that point has been destroy every Eggman robot is now encountered with a thousand clones, ostensibly Eggman robots, uh, of Shadow and just does nothing. He goes, you know about cloning to Rouge. He goes, the original must exist somewhere, and he walks away. Because if there's a chance that one of these is the real version of the friend he's made in this game, he could kill his friend. And that goes, yeah. that he, he avoids his literal prime directive he set for himself to make sure he does not risk Shadow. And that that speaks volumes for me and it's I, I i've always viewed omega as like an extension of gamma like everything that we got in yeah. gamma we got we got in omega but with more personality later and that made that one of my my biggest ones the other two for me one of them's really silly uh, but one of them ties into the the cloning <laughs> bit uh the one that's that ties into the cloning bit is the the moment in sonic adventure 2 where rouge confronts shadow and shadow just goes 
even if my memories aren't real, it's still me, Shadow. Like mm-hmm. that whole and I guess it I guess that one sticks with me. It didn't stick with me as much when I was a kid, but as an adult, one of my favorite pastimes is studying philosophy. So that like what makes you you is a is a conversation that you have in that realm a lot. Uh so the idea that like the Sonic series was grappling with that a, li- a little bit in a way that kids could understand. Uh, that speaks volumes right. to me as somebody who I, likes a lot of that deeper stuff now. I, I don't want to harp on this too much, but I did want to hit on that because an excuse that I see a lot of the time when it comes to, and I'm not even just talking about Sonic here, um, but when they're talking about uh, writing and stuff like that, they're like, oh, well, it's meant for kids. And I'm like, well, you know what? So was Gamma's story, damn it. And it was it, really well, good. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll piggyback off of that like there is a time where it's like you can take it too far in terms of it being like very serious and whatnot but like kids should still deserve good stories even if it's made for kids you know like they like they're not stupid like yeah they can still like just like we've all kind of like i i've played sonic adventure since i was six years old i knew exactly the weight of the situation of gamma story as well as tails's you know interaction with eggman like i knew that as a six-year-old like yeah it can happen you know like you know not all kids need to have happy-go-lucky stories all the time you can sometimes you know there's a balance and that's yeah and that sort of thing like sticks with you like to this day anytime that i go back to replay sonic adventure one i always leave gamma's story for last because uh, you know aside from supersonic punch it is. I mean, even just the way it opens, Gamma's theme alone is oh, one of my. Yeah. It might it's be somber. my favorite. It might be my favorite musical piece in the entire Sonic franchise. Like it's, it's so good. Beautiful. Oh it's yeah, it's beautiful. I I'm actually trying to learn it for myself because I really so, want to cover it. The last. Just, um, I was gonna say the sorry. last. Uh, the last moment that I have, and it's an Eggman moment, and it's from a game that most people. But it is. This is one of my favorite characterizations of Eggman because it's both okay. it's both Eggman goofy. killed him. It's both <laughs> goofy. God damn why does this happen? Yeah. Why the Eggman moment happening? was the friends we made along the way. Why is it <laughs> all these eggs make a circle? Oh god. All these eggs all... make a circle. I don't understand why it keeps breaking. Uh god damn it. Anyway, so the the point or not the point, but the the moment that I love, and it's it's from Lost Worlds. Uh Lost Worlds, Lost World. Uh, it's when Eggman is getting taunted by the Zeddy. And note, we've had Sonic Adventure 2 up to this point, canonically. Like, And I know that's a very different take on Eggman, but we know what he's capable of, right? Like, this is a man who is capable of destroying planets. Uh, legitimately. Yes. So when he's having his breakdown and he goes, I will burn your world, you rebellious scum. I will destroy everything you love and make you watch. That... Like, it's goofy because it's Mike Pollock doing it. So you, you you have that moment of like, wow, look at this edgelord. He's really, he's really screaming his heart out. That's, that's so cringy. And then you think about it for a second. You go, wait a minute. No, no, this man can legitimately destroy planets. Actually, like, so yeah. was, this, uh, is, this is within his ability. I was going to say, though, with, with Lost World, it's a really weird one for me. Like, it has cutscenes in isolation that I think are actually quite good. But like the whole story as a whole does not come together. Yeah, the sum of his parts is bad. The bits where it's like you know Sonic and Tails first having to start working with Doctor Robotnik, I like that. I really like that Orbot and Cubot actually like Sonic. 
more so than Dr. Eggman. Um, yeah. I like Eggman's breakdown. It kind of comes out of nowhere, but like in isolation, yeah. it's quite a good scene. Seeing that this guy can also punch ice is, is pretty yeah, awesome. Just like the Makes strength wonder, that he does have. Why not, why not just punch Sonic, you know, at this point? Um, <laughs> um, I would pay to like, see that. I'm, I'm with you, though, where it's like, well, and I feel like that scene was very much carried by Mike Pollock almost entirely. Uh, mm. Like, because uh, I was actually going to say that, like, it's it's good in isolation, but like, yeah. Yeah, in absolutely. terms of like the overall scheme of things, it does kind of come out of nowhere, uh, which is kind of like jarring in a little bit, but I, I do like his performance there. It a was very, the, very good. A lot of the Pontac and Graf stuff kind of has that same thing where like there's there's individual moment. Like there's a, there's a moment in, in Forces where you're the Avatar character and you are isolated by Infinite and you are having to deal with him. And I remember there was like a slight moment of panic for me when that happened because I was like, oh shit, this actually does make me feel kind of terrified for the character I'm playing. And it was gone within a, within a millisecond, mind you. But, like, right. with it, like, it in isolation, moment. it was there. The other thing is, like, though, like, <laughs> it's actually really funny when you look at the grand scheme of things. Because Pontac and Graf are considered the ones that made Sonic all light and goofy and slapstick. But Lost World is the only one where they actually had bearing on the actual story at play. And it's got stuff like, you're going home in a box, and like, as long as I can you know, strangle a Zeddy. And it makes so, you wonder, are they just so low-key, are they just low-key psychotic or something? Happy <laughs> tree, like... friends. In Mad World, I wouldn't doubt it. Like, and, and this is what I've said multiple times. Um, and then, like... Uh, they're right it's just so disjointed that's the main problem i really have with it nothing flows nothing is earned it's just like these isolated moments and they kind of like just stitch them together with like staples and duct tape and i just like lost world's probably the worst offender because there's moments that are extremely like extremely too serious like of course we were talking about serious stories like this is stuff that's like way beyond that spectrum and then like the next scene none of that mattered and it just like I don't know, I don't like it. It, it makes really me wonder. Weird. Sorry, yeah. No, yeah, what, okay. do you, so sorry. what do you have to say about it? It was yeah. weird. I, I don't know. I I think Lost World in general. I mean, it's just a, it's a, it's goofy. And so yeah, like that one scene where like I stand randomly like it's super violent. It just felt hilariously out of place. It's like, man, I want you to be serious, but this is actually kind of funny. I think I actually like belted out like a laugh. <laughs> like on top of like the aesthetic of the game as well like a a lot of people don't understand that like serious storytelling also has to come with an equally kind of like uh dignified aesthetic as well you can't you know i like i was having a conversation on twitter about this as i always do because i have no life but um (laughs) uh, like they were like oh well you know the aesthetic and the story like you can't undermine the story if the if it doesn't match the aesthetic. I'm like, no, that's not how it works. You know, if you're making a story, those two have to work together in harmony. If they don't, then it just doesn't work. Yeah. Like, yep. it, like I don't know. Like that's why I think that's, me, that, that's why I think for me that scene only works with the context of what Eggman's done in other games. What Eggman's yes. done in other media besides Lost World. In isolation of yeah. Lost World, that scene's goofy as shit. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. the only thing we see Dr. Eggman really doing that's wrong is just he steals a pod full of animals at the start of it, you know? It's it's not like he's really up to that much. I mean, 
in the grand scheme of things, stealing a pod full of animals is really mean. But like, <laughs> he comes across as more just a meanie in that game than anything else. He's so he's so mean. He's so they, mean. They, he's yeah, they mean. they try to do Saturday morning cartoon Eggman, and I don't mean actually Sonic Sat AM because that was a much more grim version of the character. God damn it, you know what I mean? We should have um, had them flex their happy tree friend side and have Eggman just throwing these bunnies into wood chippers. Oh god, oh, yeah, perfect. No. perfect. Uh, but no, I'm with Wayne, where it's like, it's it's not so much that we're comparing their writing to, like, Saturday M for Saturday Morning Cartoon, it's the stereotype Saturday Morning Cartoon. Though, how much yeah. of it is on, like, Sega? Like, how much of it comes down to, like, certain mandates as well? Because, like, for the most part, what they've had to work with has been, here's a bunch of Japanese cutscenes, can you rewrite the dialogue so it appeals to kids, basically? So yeah. it does make me wonder how much of this really is down to the writers or like how much of it is down to what they have to work with. That, that's a good point, and it's something worth remembering is that we don't understand what the actual development process is for a lot of this stuff, or at least in terms of localization, that sort of thing. Um, and then... Uh, it, sorry, I got distracted by a little message thing. Um... So it, it's hard to really criticize it to some degree just because it's like, well, we don't know uh, why certain things were done. Sometimes things were tried and then decided they didn't work out, even if it sounds good to us kind of, you know, sitting around a table, just kind of throwing ideas at the wall. Uh, yeah. it, it's, so it's uh, just yeah. remember, like all criticism is wrong. <laughs> no yeah, but um i'm getting no, tired of that take no but i i feel yeah i like yeah. i think it's worth taking into account like it basically what it boils down to is criticize the work not the people making the work i guess like right let's yeah. not assume that this is what they wanted out of this i mean it could That's be a, it could yeah. be that ken pontac comes up to you on the street and says hey buddy um I wrote Sonic Colors. Is how it was exactly. I was supposed to. It's like, buddy, I'm just trying to go to Starbucks. It's like, no, no, I wrote that game, and this is exactly what I wanted. It's like, okay, okay, okay. That's your magnum opus. Let's uh, let's go. Let's move I on. Remember that? Uh, I remember that happening to you. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's read some super chats though. We got one from uh, Cam Cam twenty eight says, uh, Emmy, what part of episode eight of R is your favorite? Ooh, uh, thank you for the question. Um, oh my gosh. Well, okay. Assuming everybody here saw it, I don't want to spoil too much, but also my favorite part is super spoilery. It's like the very end. It's the supersonic reveal. Yes. That um, performance. God. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. Like, I, I remember Emmy sending me just like, it was just a phone recording of Ryan's performance of that. And I was like, oh my God. I'm gonna actually cry. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> yeah, um, we haven't obviously gotten into like I know nobody here has heard episode nine yet, but as anybody could imagine, you know, Supersonic is in episode nine. Um and you know I know, oh, spoilers. Um, but when I was directing Ryan for episode nine, uh we kept heroes in mind. I really personally as a kid loved it whenever Ryan would like yell. In Heroes, remember like that line where he's like, too bad, it's all over. For you! Yeah. I love that line. So when I brought in Ryan, I said, hey, um, there's nobody around, right? Like, you don't have, like, anybody who's going to, like, I don't know, call the police if you're screaming. And he was like, no, 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 why? And I was like, you have to yell. Like, this whole session, <laughs> I'm going to need you to yell. And he was like, okay. And oh, I just love it. Yeah, when he came in 
And we had the the uh, reference to image of hero from Fantasy Star Online at the end. It was just, yes. oh my god, I loved it so much. I remember when Dorian threw in that too. I lit up because uh, the PSO thing was sort of a last minute uh, addition, and that blurred me in. I'm like, okay, now I'm really, really excited. So yeah, that's my favorite, um, definitely. Yeah, for sure. My favorite was whenever Trey was arrived. Uh, that's my favorite. You actually um, missed one, actually, as well. Um, you're so oh, there is one more super chat. Um, yeah, there's one from Sonic Bot. Uh, let me check. It's high it. priority because a lot of money comparatively. You know, you get. Oh you wow, get, that is true. Yeah, My bad. Yeah. I'm so sorry. That's why we owe this guy uh, a back rub. <laughs> oh god. Um. Okay, for Sonic Bot, twenty dollars. Thank you so much, by the way. Um, I like Ryan's performance in Heroes, especially towards the end of Team Sonic Story. Sonic thinking Knuckles and Tails feels genuine. Anyway, here's a twenty. Thank you so much, and that that actually ties in perfectly to what we were just talking about. Oddly enough, so. Anyway, yeah, here's twenty dollars. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> very generous, very generous. Like, thank you. Uh, did I miss any in between? I don't um, think you did. I think. I think we got some from. Uh, is it Yuki OA? Did we? Did we uh, say that? I don't think I we do said Yuki's so. latest one. Okay. Uh, what about Blaze? Right. Uh, there's one in between. It says, oh. uh, "I have to give a shout out to Shadows Ending in Sonic 06. It's so sick. We takes off his power and inhibit inhibitors, and I will not apologize for it. Well, you don't have to, because I absolutely agree. It's a good scene. It's Agreed. a very great scene. And one more after the Cam Cam one. Uh, another five from uh, is it Yuki or Yuki OA? I'm gonna just assume that's what it's pronounced. I'm so sorry. Um, also need to shout out to the ending of Sonic Rush. Watching Blaze and Sonic drift away from each other is so underrated, so underrated and genuinely touching. And yeah, I agree. Like Sonic Rush actually has a has some great story beats. The Rush like, series has great story stuff. Like I've just recently been playing the Rush series. Yes. Um, like I especially love Sonic Rush Adventure for like its whole how how hard it dives into the whole fantasy stuff, like pirates and Vikings and stuff. I just think that's awesome. Um, yeah. Also, in terms of like story stuff, I'm sorry. I, I it would be an injustice for me to not mention this. Everything aboard the Space Colony arc in Sonic Adventure Two, but also Chip's goodbye. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm so sorry. I thought you already answered. That's my fault. Um No, I or... did answer, but I just I okay. forgot about these ones and I just figured it would be such an injustice not to at least mention them. Yeah, definitely. Um by the way, I have a question for Emmy. Uh Ooh, just okay. to, well, I know the answer, but to clear it up for everyone, how do you pronounce your username? <laughs> it's pronounced <laughs> M U M E. M-U-M-E. That's M -U -M -E. how it's pronounced. I know yeah, a lot of people a... say emu. It's not they... emu. It's so not you're emu. not an emu. No, yeah. I actually didn't know what an emu was before. That's ruined it for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I didn't know what it what that was. I When people kept saying that, I'm like, what even is an emu? And I had to look it up. I'm like, oh, it's a bird. No, I don't. I've never heard of this bird. It's yep, short yep. for emulation. No, worse ever... yet, I used to think it was emu emai. <laughs> Saying that for a while. Oh, it hurts! It hurts me. You uh, you, you ever heard e of the Great Emu War? The bunch great of people. The the Great Emu War. A bunch of people fought emus. I want to say in like Australia, 
uh because they were like they were overpopulating and uh yeah they they were like no this actually legit happens narcotic hallucinations this legit happened they went to war with the emus and the best part about it is they lost that's good (laughs) oh my god justice for the emus look it up it's amazing So so the mu stands for emulation that makes sense okay I actually yeah. didn't know that. I just knew you just told me how to pronounce it. It's like, no, this is how you pronounce it. It's not because I really like emus. It's MU. It's like, okay, cool. Yes, thank you for the question. <laughs> there was a moment of just pure silence there. Sorry, I actually just got a. Oh my god, I just got another call. I'm so. Know, it's okay. Like... There's no. There's no. Wow, Trey, now you're popular. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, my my queen. I am so sorry. Uh, they they really go back to... they I'm really sorry. really need to talk to you about your car's extended warranty. Someone yeah, just yeah, asked yeah, yeah, me, yeah, yeah, "When's yeah. the next gamecation coming out?" Oh, uh, oh my god! If these people can quit calling me, I'm sorry. Uh, so next gamecation. Uh, well, I'm actually on vacation right now, so it probably could happen very very soon. I actually have a question as well. Why does supersonic matter? Oh my god. Oh, okay. Uh, well, you can actually just watch my video. So that's no, a plug no, no. I, w- I want to know. I want the full hour and a half of it. You want the full hour and a half? All right. In this podcast. So, oh, like, let me, right now. Yeah. Moment of silence for the interviews. <laughs> Amen. Um, what was I going to say before all that? No. Um, Anyway, sorry for being more popular, Emmy. Uh, I have to abide by my simp drone uh, duties, so yep, I'm very sorry right. about that. That's right. Same Bow down. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Although everyone oh, in the chat, what the uh, fuck, cheating uh, <laughs> on me again, Trey? How rude! Look, look, look I'm polyamorous. I'm polygonal. I mean, so I'm married to Sonic. Yeah, exactly. And Emmy's married but to there was so consent involved. So Okay, I'm so sorry. Uh yeah, can there be consent? Really <laughs> can there be consent? Of course can there is. You, my friend, my boyfriend, my husband, can uh-huh. always uh-huh. have consent. Perfect. Perfect. What am, what am I doing here? Hey Wayne, how you doing? Oh, I'll hug you later. <laughs> hey Wayne, high five. High five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just disturbed. I'm disturbed about everything that I'm hearing in this, and that's you know what? That's also Sirs, normal. Been gone for a while. How you Welcome doing? back. <laughs> How was the bathroom? How was the bathroom break? Uh, I do not want to talk about it on stream. Okay, okay. okay. Serious poo cam when? When is serious poo cam happening? No, uh, no, <laughs> never. What I have is? another. Hang I have wait, another wait, twenty-four hour stream that is planned, and it still will not involve that. What if I had donated a big fat donation enough for you to get like a GoPro? No. <laughs> what if I throw in a box of Jordan's Country Crisp? It's British cereal. It's got like a strawberry. I will tell Pup. I will be a hundred percent honest with you right now. It's nutritious. The next big donation that I get will go to a mm. leap motion, so I can track my hands on stream with my VTuber oh, No, avatar. but it's, it's it's a designate, it's like it's a request. Serious no. Pucam, funded. I will, I just, I will okay. send it back. I just had another question. Uh, Emmy, considering you do music and everything, what's your favorite Sonic soundtrack? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Sonic Unleashed. 100%. Unleashed? Um, it is Unleashed. It would be between that and SA2. 
for sure. I love both. Oh, man, I also like a single girl. But I like Unleashed probably the most just because of the variety of different styles of music in it. Mm-hmm. You know, that like the different sense. styles from all around the world. I am obsessed with that. So it would definitely be a song for Unleashed. Okay. okay. Sweet. That's a good answer. <laughs> Shout out to Chow Mix, who's doing a great job moderating. <laughs> like, bless him, he's got he's got a lot on his hands. He's just it's just Chow Mix sitting there with like a boot throat stomping in the chat. <laughs> I want to fight him off. I'm just trying to imagine a bunch of maniacal laughter as he's just constantly squashing things with a banhammer. Perfect. <laughs> it's like whack a mole, but with internet trolls. Chow Mix is doing good. You're doing good, bro. Um, You're doing the Lord's work. Chow Mix. <laughs> just over and over get a load of this get a load of this you know what Can they you get say that troll hammer for real life? the more the more merrier, the merrier. <laughs> there's so oh, many man. awkward I, I there's so many awkward quotes from the sonic series you can just insert into conversations I think oh it, yeah and like no one would know what we're talking about at all ever <laughs> on on twitter uh i know this like doesn't mean anything for people who are friends with ryan but since i am not friends with ryan drummond uh on twitter when i think he was retweeting uh the fact that the new sonic and tales R episode was coming out so i just commented on it oh yeah this is happening he liked it and i was like oh yay that's like instant serotonin. <laughs> oh yeah, Ryan's sweet. Ryan's super sweet. Um, I was yeah. so surprised by what his real voice sounded like when I saw footage of that. Yes, that was like I was like, what? It's very. It's so deep. How does he do it? Like, it, how does he? Talented, how does dude. he get that to be Sonic? Like, <laughs> that's called that's called range, man. Yep. That's called ridiculous oh, yeah. range. That that's, it, th- there's range and then there's fucking going to space with your voice like it's it, insane. It, it was it was kind of funny cuz I remember uh somebody uh I think it was Cirrus was the first one to send me over uh Sonic and Tails R and I did not know going in that Ryan was reprising his role as Sonic and so as soon as I heard him talk I was just like, yes, that's exactly. You just, you just became Caveman SpongeBob for a moment. <laughs> I, I, went, I went full Ungabunga because that is still the voice that I hear in my head whenever I yes. like read the comics or anything. I have yes. played through Sonic Adventure. Uh, it, it, that's that's just the voice I hear. <laughs> like, I love oh. that. <laughs> oh yeah, it's um, great. So. I guess I'll just ask some more questions that I know the answer to, but maybe other people would want to know, because uh, me and Emmy have worked for so long. Um, Emmy, what got you into making music? Oh, um, well, I've been singing my entire life. I, When I was little, I, I would always do, you know, choir, and um, we had this small, it was a quartet called Blue Ladies that we had done in my high school. I just love singing. And once I had graduated high school, um, you know, I just sort of got thrown out with, okay, now what? Now what do, what do you want to do with your life? And I knew it for the longest time that I, I wanted to be a musician. So I made a YouTube and it took a pretty long time uh, before actually, like, I guess, having the right equipment to put out actual genuine quality stuff you know because when i first when i was first recording i was recording on like an imac not even like a special microphone just like the imac built-in speaker oh geez yeah 
literally trash but like i still put out a, a song with it you know and people still liked it you know the singing was there and whatever and i just sort of kept growing and expanding and eventually upgrading my mic and upgrading my setup and finding uh my producer skyrocket and uh yeah now i'm doing a bunch of sonic music sweet i can I guess uh, that 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 to piggyback off of that, I mean, what's the what's your favorite song that you have done, whether it's on your channel or it is one of the songs that are on other people's channels that you helped with? Uh, what's what's the favorite project that you have taken part in on that particular avenue? Um, oh man, I feel like it changes often. I think I'm the most proud of Endless Possibility mainly because that was sort of the first time where I decided to um, make a song that I felt like, like I didn't make endless possibility, right? But yeah, something something that uh, my friend Sky had mentioned to me and it stuck with me is that, you know, if people want to listen to endless possibility, they can listen to endless possibility. So if you're going to make a cover of something, you need to do something that's going to like give them a reason to want to listen to your own, you yeah. know? And I thought, you know what? Yeah, that's a really good point. And something that I'd always wanted to do was, uh, you know, slow down music. So I, I think I had stumbled on randomly on like Google images. I found like a picture of like the werehog and ship of like asleep or something. And I was like, oh, a lullaby. Oh my God, I'll do that. I'll do that. And so we put that out and I declared it like this is going to be like the one this is going to be the one that everyone likes and that's to this day i think it's the, the song that has like the most views on my channel i'm so proud of it it's funny is that i have a i have a, a friend of mine uh renita who's a huge sonic fan as well she does a uh, sonic creepypasta readings on, over on her channel and oh. when i sent her when i when i because when when i sent her that uh hey you know on sets at zitty this time we're gonna have emmy on they were like oh yeah i've heard her endless possibilities cover it's really nice like this literally <laughs> the first thing that she said um i think of all the stuff that you've done uh for me i think the favorite ones that i've seen you do of the the infinite cover because it is so significantly different than uh the original theme uh and mm -hmm. then also infinity and beyond i think is really really good oh thank you so much yeah Silverhound is such a talented musician and so we had read he actually i had reached out to him originally for a um uh, what is the name of the stage in Sonic Forces? I don't remember the song. It's Sand Hill. No, it had singing on it. Um, I, I was joking. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I don't. I don't really remember a whole lot of Sonic Forces music. So Sand Hill very well could have had vocals on it. I couldn't tell. Was it? Because I don't. It, it might have been. It might have been Prison Hall because there's it, all the Avatar stages have vocals on them um right and i'm trying to remember which one it is i know that like there's the... no it's park avenue i'm so sorry park avenue, it's park avenue. yes so i, I reached out that one yeah yeah i remember liking that one a little bit and i reached out to silva like do you want to do a cover and silva was like why don't we just make our own sonic force song and i was like oh that's that's way better yeah let's do that <laughs> and yeah when i when i listen to that song it feels like it's the uh it's basically like the villagers rising up. It's like their their first attempts at dealing with infinite before Sonic comes to actually like help. It's like yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's like they're trying to have an anthem for it. Like we we know what's going to happen. They're gonna get Rogue One, but 
I also really liked um, Strength because of like how it had like different lyrics to Fist Bump and stuff, and I thought that the lyrics were actually way better. <laughs> Another instance where I'm like, what the fuck is this? Why is this way better? You know, like... That but, means a lot. I remember when Fist Bump came out, I was pretty offended by how bad the lyrics were. No offense. So, <laughs> <laughs> it was like Together. a I was like, I love the song, this? but like, I was just like, yeah, no, this, this is, this is more like it. <laughs> Thank That's you. That's funny. That's very funny. Oh, Yuki's back at it again with another five dollar super chat and says, ah, "I got to do one more shout out to Emu Emai's Fly in the Freedom." <laughs> It's so good. Everyone go check it out. It is. I don't it, it, it is. It's incredible. Like, uh, what's what's his name? Rob, uh, is it KTA? Is that how it yeah, is? Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, he's the one who uh, um, made that instrumental. And it, it's, just a, it's just a sweet take of that theme. And y'all did phenomenal on that. Also, Thank I'm kind of sad that no one mentioned anything that I've worked on with Emmy, so I know nope. where I stand. There All is. Right. Nice. Well, hold on. I've, I've actually got you, Trey, because this one I, I even have evidence of. Um, so yesterday, uh, when I did my stream yesterday, I did it in like, here's the stuff I'm going to talk about. Also, I have a special announcement. The special announcement was, of course, the stuff I was going to talk about on Sunset City. Um, mm -hmm. When I did that, I was uh, letting Stream listen to some of I was like linking Emmy's channel and letting him listen to some of the songs. And one of the ones that people received the best of all of those was the version of Live and Learn with your acoustics, Trey. Like, oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, that was a we kind of have a meme with that one because it took <laughs> me a year to make it, uh, mainly because, um, okay, so. I started working with Emmy at around 2017, late 2017. Um, and it was, it's literally the most anticlimactic story. She literally tweeted out, Hey, I need a new acoustic guitarist. I sent her the one video of me like covering the song, uh, trees by 21 pilots. Mm. And she seemed to really like that. And, uh, we just started working from there pretty much. Um, and, and during that time I didn't have my own, macbook or even recording equipment i was borrowing a lot of stuff from other people uh the only thing i had that was mine was just my acoustic guitar and like some effects pedals um and like literally i couldn't get the cover out to her because it i just didn't have the equipment and i think i finally scrounged up some money to get like a 2011 mac mini <laughs> uh and I was able to actually record things and I did everything kind of externally. I know a lot of people in terms of like producers, they like to record everything clean and then add the stuff later. That way, if you don't like that effect, you can redo it. But I didn't do that. I just re recorded all the, all the delay that you hear, all of like the ambience that you hear was made with my effects externally and recorded into that. Mm -hmm. So none, of, so all the effects were kind of like accidental, kind of like, I don't know. They were like happy accidents and I actually really enjoy how it came out because my whole thing was I, I wanted it to sound uh, kind of empty, but also very somber, uh, like space would be and very kind of like ambient and trickly it, and whatnot. It feels so. very much like uh, like so the, the, the mood in Sonic Adventure 2 is very somber after that moment. Like Sonic Adventure 2 does not end on a happy note. It ends on a very, right. very mellow note. It feels like. There's the celebratory live and learn that Sonic had playing in his head during the I, I imagine that like literally those songs play in his head as he's fighting. Like that's how he amps himself up. 
Uh, right. I just imagine that like the version you guys did of Live and Learn is what plays in his head as he's making his way back to the Ark, like as he's coming to terms with, oh my God, I think I just watched a man die. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. And I, and I try to do that as well, as well as just like the kind of formula that Emmy uh, has always had with acoustic covers is, uh, and this is kind of the same thing that this, the same way I operate, which is we're not trying to recreate the song. If, people want to listen to the original they can just listen to the original you know yeah. like we want to bring we want, we want to bring something new to the table that way it's unique to us and that's basically what i was doing with that um as well um i think my favorite cover that i've worked on uh sonic wise was definitely believe in myself uh that's just the one that feels the best in terms of recording equipment and uh, like recording i guess like um quality uh that that one's definitely my favorite and emmy sounds phenomenal on that as per usual uh so the believe in myself yeah of course um and this is how we've been able to maintain a good working relationship i compliment her she says thank you and that's it and then, uh and then there you we get go. to do another cover <laughs> and then i get to do another cover. <laughs> oh man but no it's all genuine obviously um and i think the non-sonic stuff that we've done i'm a big fan of like um dreams dreams which actually the thumbnail was made by naoto oshima uh which was that was the first time i was like wait who made this <laughs> like that was the first time i was like emmy how did you get this person to like do this and like it was oh it was, yeah naoto oshima yeah naoto oshima doing the thumbnail for dreams dreams the knights cover um and that one turned out great i feel like a lot of people like that one um as well as the World With Me cover, which is a PSO uh, song. That one is also great. Um, Sky added this like flangery kind of chorus effect to my uh, acoustic playing, and it definitely gave a more spacious feel to it, and it just sounds very nice. I really, I really like that. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's been a great ride. I don't see myself ever not collaborating with Emmy. Like it, it's you know it's been fun. It's going to keep being awesome. We have another cover in the works. Uh, we just need just one part to it, and it's it's already going to sound amazing. I can't wait. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited for it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Ooh, fun. And I get to actually, and this is kind of funny, I've never met Emmy in person, but that's actually going to change uh, relatively soon. Going to go visit her in California, so that's going to be really, really fun. Nice. Yeah, we're having a Sonic and Tails are rap party. Uh, once episode 10 drops. Yeah, so it's going to be fun. And uh, also, everyone in the chat, don't question it. Type in hashtag Team Trey, please. No! Please, for the love of God, please. Uh, team what? Team what? <laughs> team Trey. Team hashtag Team Trey. No, oh, it's, Team uh, Trey. Actually, it's actually Team Emmy. No, 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 no. It's Team I've Trey. I've just I typed the hashtag right. that people need to use in the <laughs> chat. They need to type that. Hashtag Team Trey. Team Trey. <laughs> team Trey. <laughs> Team Tremmy. It's Team Emmy. Uh, it's Team Tremmy. Okay, <laughs> the reason why the reason why we're doing this is because me and her are like once I visit, we're having a Sonic Adventure race, right? And Emmy's oh, so good. confident that she's gonna beat me, right? But that's because I am gonna beat you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Talk a big talk. Come on, well, I happen to be Sonic up. Adventure one professional. Come on, step it up. Ooh, here's the thing though. Emmy is gonna beat me as Tails. Far, like, yes. No, no, I have no doubt about that. Emmy's gonna just beat me as tails. That's not even a question. But everywhere else, like, bro, like, I, I feel like I have a good chance. I feel like I have a good chance. 
Team Trey, what are y'all doing? Y'all keep fucking in Team Emmy. What the heck, dude? Oh, man. Backfire. I have a channel with 85,000 subscribers, and y'all are going <laughs> to leave me like this? Come yep. on. That is exactly what's happening, Trey. You've done. Thank you you've... for everybody hashtagging Team Emmy. <laughs> you've done your best up to this point. Are all gonna pay? Are all gonna pay? I just I like that. Welcome to the hashtag Simp Army. Well, I, I like to see that um, we're really separating the men from the boys in here with the serious poo cam <laughs> hashtags. Right oh here. my god! No, no, I, no, 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 no. Uh, so for the okay for for context for those who are here who are thankfully <laughs> not familiar oh, you, with my content. You don't need to explain this much. You went to the bathroom oh. and I was saying you need to bring your streaming equipment with you. But it was specifically near the end of a 24-hour live stream No, that I was you're very of, um... susceptible to influence and no, I still also, said no. You're also forgetting hashtag 25th hour. I'm not forgetting. That's next. Well, yeah, well, I... you know, next time you do a 24-hour live stream, I'm going to bring back the 25th hour. I just... I don't, you already sound tired. You already sound sleep deprived. I don't hate. Hey, hold on, hold on. I see one hashtag team Trey. Thank you, Nicholas uh, Cash Dollar. <laughs> You're amazing. I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out anyone who hashtag team Trey at this point. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I basically Te did it. Team Trey, the guitar apologist. Team my husband. <laughs> uh, we've got a super chat for five dollars from Frost the White Lion. I just want to say to Emmy. I've seen your Sonic and Tails art. When I got to Shadow, I loved the dark, heroic side of Shadow, and your writing captured it. Thank you. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Yeah, we think that we think that he's a hero. Like he's an anti-hero, but he's still, an, uh, you know, a hero. Yeah. You know yeah, what I always sure. wanted to see is like, is an idea I had, is that like they're going up against the greater threat, and Shadow encounters Infinite. And Infinite's quite a bit weaker than he was before, because no Phantom Ruby and shit. And Shadow actually reaches out and offers redemption to Infinite when everyone else kind of just thinks he's a scumbag. And in the end, Infinite goes good. And as far as Shadow's concerned, that's what Sonic did for him. He's basically paying it forward. That's what I want to see from Shadow. And okay, Infinite. okay. I, I feel like I gotta now, <laughs> like, uh, uphold my um, was it? Promise. Magic Max and one and only Denki, thank you for hashtag Team Trey. Uh, Chaos Quartz, thank you, Team Trey. Awesome. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> The the evil Delic. Uh, hashtag Team oh, Trey. Come did on. you really just say Delic? <laughs> no, no. Did you no. say really? Delic? Delic? Come on, we get Trey. it's not. We get it's not an American this thing. Man's in here every Delic. week. Every yeah, week, and you still I, look, make I these keep, mistakes. I what the still, fuck is I, your I'm problem, so Trey? I'm so sorry. What, how do you pronounce <laughs> you. it? Then? I hate Dalek. you. It's Dalek. pronounced it's it's Dalek. Pronounced Dalek. You ever seen Dalek, Dalek Evil Dalek? Oh, oh yes, I have. Okay, it's been a little bit. I, I mean, it I is only specific. Apparently, it was in another evil, fucking like... lifetime. Jesus Christ! Oh my god! Fucking Delic. A fucking lifetime where you where you wore more. How many times have I made this mistake? All right, let me see. Hashtag hashtag Delic. Delic. <laughs> I'm gonna, Deli I'm gonna delicate you some fucking. Cyrus, uh, finish uh, the sentence. Come on, what are you gonna say? What are you gonna uh, say? Finish so the sentence. Finish the sentence. No, finish it. I can't. Finish Solid. it. I can't. Okay. You're gonna have sentence okay. blue balls now for the rest of the stream. Oh my god. 
Actually, I was neutered, so blue, nothing. Then you're fine. You don't need me to finish the sentence. You're okay. I had to get neutered after the second meeting. <laughs> Not so. Let untrue. me let me let me let me revive. Let me like you know uh, set this straight. The evil Dalek. There right? you go. Yeah. Oh, thank you. My God, I didn't know I was going to be bombarded with the, Dalek. with the Dalek versus Dalek pronunciation. Dalek. Uh, Dalek Deli. Um. Well, how Jesus. do you how do you get like it's it's a D and then an A. I, for some reason, my mind went to like Dale. I the uh, evil Dale K. Dale <laughs> Dale, Dale K. Dalek Dalek. Oh my god! <laughs> the evil Dale. Dalek lollipops. You, you forget like where I'm from. Like no, <laughs> I just... don't forget where you're from. Okay, I, can, I was I can unaware drive you to didn't have house. TV in the United That's States. That's true. <laughs> Man, I don't it's even so weird, like... like I don't even like Doctor Who like that, and I know this. <laughs> Okay, my bad. I'm sorry. Are we still talking about this? How long has it been? Uh, let me All see. Right, and and Emmy, we'll... you work with this man? Who, Trey? <laughs> uh, I never heard of him. We'll get it <laughs> back on track. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. I'm a this Seth Throne is... and this is what I get? Come on. It's a this noble's is... sacrifice. Yep. This is derailed, oh. so like, we'll get it back on track and I'll just say, I think we can all agree that mm. Sonic is shit. <laughs> yes, I hate Sonic. Actually, I don't even know why I'm here yeah. every week. I don't uh, know why you made that Hydrocity cover. Yeah, the, yeah, the uh, uh, Hydro City. It's Hydro City, by the way, for anyone who doesn't know. But it could still be Hydrocity if you think, because it's like a pun, but, but, like Hydro Velocity. It's not. Like, it, it could but, be There's no other stage that has a pun in it. I like, Hydro Velocity. Well, yeah, there is. Like, I mean, Death Egg huh. is a shitty attempt at a pun. Like, no, it's not. Was Death <laughs> no, Egg that's, have a pun? That's not me? a. That's not a pun. That's like a. That's a reference. That's, that's a, reference. a very half-ass attempt at dodging like uh, copyright. Copyright. Yeah, yeah copyright yeah. infringement. Okay, okay, okay. Well, you you get what I'm saying, and and actually. No, there, there is a pun. Um, fucking uh, the de the dessert level in um Lost World. We're talking Lost about World Sonic doesn't 3. count. Lost World just doesn't count. The All point right, I'm making count. is you do get some pun Sonic levels. Nobody like, said yeah. that you didn't. We just said that the one you pointed <laughs> out wasn't wrong. <laughs> Not in Sonic Three. <laughs> <laughs> here's the you thing, can't here's the rule thing. out. You can't rule it out that it could be just a. Quick hydro velocity, like it makes sense. You can't rule out hydrocity either. Yeah, or hydro titty. All right, <laughs> so it could all be a thing. Hydro, hydro, hydro shitty. I, no. no, I will. I, I will say. I will say. Sonic games are literally just great music albums with games attached to them. I mean, that I can agree. I can agree with serious that. Serious boot Yeah. yeah. Amy, uh, how do you feel? <laughs> they are the Daft Punk of video games. Feeling good. Feeling good? Okay, cool. Uh, have you enjoyed your time here at Sunset City? Yeah, I have. Thank you guys so much for having me on here. I am so yeah. sorry you've been subjected. It was to our pleasure. <laughs> Did anyone tell you that life was gonna be this way? Does that make us all friends, pup? I like yeah. the thing so. I think so. I think the friends were the friends we made along the way. That is true. That's very true. Um, Serious for fuck's sake, I'm gonna stick my barefoot in a bucket of cold water and kick you across the face <laughs> with it as the ultimate sign of disrespect. What? What is these? Are these specific threats? 
What does that mean? I just feel like it's. I just feel like a kick in the face is more disrespectful if it's done with a wet bare foot. <laughs> you know what? That so. With all of that said, uh, everybody, do you want to plug your content? Emmy, would you like? Uh, where where can these these people find find uh, find your content? Sure, uh, it'll be on my YouTube channel, Emmy Emmy. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter at the Emmy Emmy. Um, I'm also on Instagram at the Emmy Emmy, and I'm pretty sure that is all where I'm at. Oh, TikTok? I might struggle. Oh, I have a TikTok, but it's pretty useless. And, and but on Twitch. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm on Twitch. That's a good... They know better than I do. Yeah, it's that. It's at the MUME. Thank you. If you want to follow me on Twitch, I also stream sometimes. Thank you. All right. Uh, Pup, where can we find you? Um, If you look deep down in your heart, <laughs> I already opened I'll my heart for Crush 40. Try again. Yeah, I escaped. Um, well, anywho, um, from the city. My name is Channel. My name is Channel Pup. I make shit, um, and you can check it out on my YouTube channel. Um, that's my main thing. But I also post really disgusting <laughs> stuff on Twitter, so you might want to go there too. Um, yeah. And then there's a bunch of other crap, but I don't think anyone gives a shit. So I'm just gonna move along. There's there's a patron. Okay, that's the important one. So. Yeah, let's pass it along. Let, let's pass the, the speaking panda to our boy, the train apologist. The, tra <laughs> the train headed for Sunset City. You can... The train apologist. You can, you can, you can... Ow. <laughs> Stop with my toe. You can find my content on my main channel, which is Trey Nobles. Uh, I do a lot of just like Sonic covers uh, and whatnot. Uh, also do a lot of work with Emmy as well in terms of like acoustic covers and Sonic and Tails R, um, which I'm excited for episode nine. That's going to be sick. Um, also, my secondary channel is The Game Apologist. I just broke 85,000 subscribers and I do Sonic speed reading and just covered uh, Minecraft Sonic. So uh, y'all should check that out as well. Thank you. Where was uh, the Mobius on the episode of Sonic speed reading? Thank you. Yeah, actually, I shouted out uh, myself in that video, which was odd enough, but I uh, wanted to make sure that I got that out of the way. Um, Very narcissistic. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was bad. <laughs> well, it turns out yeah. that Trey's got you beat. Back to the kennel mm -hmm. pup. Trey, yeah, yeah. You're so fucking old, man. You're so uh, old. Yeah, I'm so old. You're I've been literally here since 30. Why do you think I like dinosaurs? I was literally there. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. oh, geez. Oh, I'm going to show you. Give me a second. Uh, so, uh, pass along, sir. Yeah, so, where can find your stuff? Sure. Uh, if you want to uh, check out my main channel, I talk about social issues there uh, and philosophy. That is uh, Cirrus. If you care about video game stuff, which you probably care about that more if you're over on this side of YouTube, uh, you can find me over on Necosurus. Uh, and if you like live streams, uh, you can find me at Necosurus over on uh, Twitch as well, where I typically take uh, armies of random cult people. I don't know how I got them, but I throw them at Wayne sometimes. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sweet. but uh, those are all the places you can find me in and I've got uh, a handful of projects that I'm in the middle of I'm in the middle of trying to revive uh, the Necosurus gaming channel right now since I haven't 
I, I would make like one video for it. And then three months later, I would make another one. Maybe if I was super lucky, I think I finally figured out a way to actually produce episodes on there. Now I'm releasing three episodes a day. God damn. Fuck my life, man. Wow. <laughs> Shoot You're me. Doing some good work though. You're doing some good work. Um, is that everything? Uh, yeah. I will just hand it over to, to Wayne. Sanity, please take us back to sanity. Uh, hi, I'm Wayne. You can find me at Wayne is Boss on YouTube and Twitter and Twitch. Those are kind of where I mostly am. I'm actually streaming on Twitch again. Thank you again, Cirrus, for the uh, the fun little raid the other night. I'm trying to pick up some old Spider-Man games, although, to be perfectly honest, I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth on whether or not that's going to be put on hold for the time being, considering how many of those were published by Activision, but I'm kind of... Yeah. I, I, I'm half and half on that right now. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. I, yeah, I'm I'm not entirely sure how I want to handle that just yet, because I'm like, eh, it's so long ago and it's not really connected to anything they're benefiting from now. But at the same time, I'm sorry, I'm getting off on a tangent here. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm going to be streaming on Twitch a lot more often. I'm working on a lot of stuff for YouTube. Um, uh, I'm uh, I got slowed down a little bit, mostly just because I'm working on a lot of projects one, uh, right now. One in particular I can't really share yet, but I'm super excited about it, and I'm hoping to share that in October if it actually goes through. And uh, and the next video I'm going to be releasing should be my review of The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, so you can find it there. Sweet. Heck yeah. Um, all right. So, well, I guess um... that's everything. Actually, no, because you're playing us out as you often do, Trey. But do you remember that song that you like to sing at the end of every episode that you often sing? Um, the I, song I, it, it kind of goes like praise pup, you know. It's just kind of. <laughs> oh my god! It's a real tearjerker. Thank like, you, honestly, everyone, like. for tuning in to another episode yeah. of Sunset City. If you haven't already, please subscribe to both Trey and also. Emmy, a link to Emmy's channel is in the description, and Trey's Game Apologist channel is also in the description. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you Appreciate all for it. coming out today, and we will see you all later. The sun has set on this conversation. Thank God. <laughs>